Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
This is your host, Five Smooth Stones. How is everybody doing? How is everybody doing? Just so glad to be back, so good to be back, feels good to be back. And um, I just don't know um, how I could make it much longer without doing a show. It's just so hard to just not, um, even though I have some very uh, good reasons to be away, it's really hard not to um, do these shows, so I had to come to the table and and um, talk to y'all. So it's good to, again, be back. Y'all have to bear with me. You know, when I start these shows, I'm always doing 100 things at one time. But I just want to say I really miss a lot hearing from a lot of you, and uh, it also is good to see uh, people um, that's tuning into the show, even after we've been gone this long just want to tell you thanks for following us and waiting on us and being patient with us. And I say us. I know I do the shows, but I say us because there's guests I bring on periodically, and I look at us all as one big family, one big happy family. So that's what I mean when I say us. But, yes, it's primarily Brother Seth behind everything, uh, inviting the different guests and connecting with the different guests. But, you know, I just hate to take credit for everything that's being said and done on these shows because a lot of times I'm using audio clips. I'm using, uh, uh, like I say, uh, interviews, guests come on, and all of this make up what we call 
five smooth stones, five smooth stones. So, again, folks, it's really good to be back. And uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to make promises like I did last time. Last time I said, oh, we'll never do that again, and we're going to constantly come on every week. And it's easier said than done. It really is easier said than done. And um, I think what's happening is my job is kind of throwing the monkey wrench in this whole uh, uh, situation with doing the shows because I get off so late, you know. I get off like at uh, 10.30 at night, and it's really hard to come home and do a show at 11.30 or even 12. It's really, really hard, as you can imagine. So I kind of thought that would happen once I switched those hours. It was not in my control. But anyway, I have not. Stop preaching. I have not stopped ministering. Anybody, everybody that serves the Most High and that is serious when I say they serve the Most High and, and they really seek His will in everything they do and say, not that they have to be perfect. I'm going to say that one again. Not that they have to be perfect. Not that they have to always meet the mark. Uh, but if they're pursuing a harmonious relationship with the Creator and they believe in the report that Christ had to say about this Father, they are our brothers and sisters. The Bible says you can't even believe unless He draws you and reveal who Christ is, and He only going to reveal Christ to those that are predestined to walk with the Father. So these are our brothers and sisters, anyone that have the desire to please the Most High, believe on what Christ had to say about his Father, believe that Christ's way of pleasing the Father was the way. And uh, so these are the brothers and sisters uh, that we miss hearing from, and also some of you, you that don't believe yet, you're still struggling and you're trying to get there. We miss you too as well. We miss you too as well. So... Uh, anyway, Five Soon Songs is back on the air. Uh, not that we never was gone permanently, but we took a long break. I just want to remind everybody the site is still up. The website is still up, www.fivesmoothsongs.webs.com. www.fivesmoothsongs.webs.com. Go there, register. Get involved with the conversations, if any, online there. Uh, listen to the, some of the videos. Look at some of the different pictures. I have pictures with me all over the world. Nothing else. Go check that out. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, y'all are really, really missing out by not going to the show, not going to that website, excuse me, and taking advantage of all those things that I put up there. And uh, it is uh, a new site. I know I've been saying new for a while. But it really is new, you know, until I need to put a whole lot of time in it, which, you know, until it happens and I get everything up on there I want, I'm going to call it new. But uh, uh, there's so much on there, folks, and I have put a lot on there since some of y'all been there last. That's one of the things I've been doing with my long break is just doing tweaking this, tweaking that. I'm trying to in, I'm trying to increase in, 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 in um, spirituality, clarity, just trying to fine-tune, gird up my loins, as the scriptures say, all that good stuff. Just trying to produce something of quality to you because I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. So 
Brother Seth is just trying to just come back a little stronger, a little firmer, uh, hit the point, get to points a lot faster, trying to figure out different ways to get this message out uh, in a more effective way. I must say that following the Holy Spirit, being guided by the Holy Spirit, is the number one route for sure. And uh, while we sometimes settle for these other routes, that is going to be the best thing we can do to get the truth out faster is follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. I promise you. And that's what I'm learning. I mean, I knew it. I knew it all along. Yes, I did know it. But sometimes we try to go around and say, it's not, there is no fast way. People need to know what the Father is saying, and they need proof that he is saying it. And oftentimes I get offended because other people can say stuff and folks just run with it, believe it, swallow it, digest it, and it become a part of them immediately. And then when I say something or some of y'all say something, they want to hear all of these uh, reasons why they should believe. When Instead of just believing the truth for the sake of the truth. So we have to be wise as serpents, the scriptures say, harmless as doves. If these people want more proof, give them more proof. You know, and with some people, it's going to take a demonstration of power. They ain't going to believe none until they see the Father working in their life. You pray prayers for them and they see the Father come through. They ain't hearing nothing <laughs> until they see the Father work in their own personal life. We are just somebody on the radio, Internet radio, be it other radio. We just another voice in the wilderness until they actually put their finger in his side, so to speak, as Thomas did when he was doubting that Christ had really risen from the dead. So that's where a lot of our brothers and sisters are at. No need to get upset. That's where they're at. So tonight I just want to tell each and every one of y'all that I really did miss y'all, honest, and we're going to get on with the show here shortly, but I just want to... um, just remind y'all, because it's been a while since I've been on, not not of just the website, but don't forget, folks, if you go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones, that's five underscore smooth underscore stones, you will see a description of what we're trying to do. I want y'all to read all the way to the very end of that subscription of that description, and you will see a link to my library. It's very, very important that y'all check out the library because what I miss in the show, what I don't say, what I just so busy I forget to say, those over 100 books that I have in my library will make up for it. So, again, it's very important, folks, that... uh. If y'all go to the library, I mean, I have full speed of different authors of all ethnic backgrounds, all ages, uh, even uh, if everybody is necessarily Christian. The only thing is Christian, they have all the truth. Being Christian, no, they are people who know who the truth is. I, I can go say that. But anybody can quote a, a, a proverb from a wise person. And a lot of people that are not walking in the spot have been just that a lot of the writings and producing a lot of the material. Don't think that the truth is only in the church for a while, but it's not, not, not true. So check out the library. You'll see all the different artists that have influenced me. 
uh, options that influence me. And uh, so that's it. All right. And also follow the show, folks. Please follow the show. I mean, some of y'all have been saying everything that's been going on. Enjoy the show. Appreciate what you're doing. Grab some cards. Never at all kind of stuff. all kind of what I really, really need is all to do is put your money where your mouth is and start get a reminder to your cell phone, get a reminder into your uh, the email address. We have that also. And that way you can get a reminder as soon as we go in here. I don't know how many minutes it will warn you. We'll let you know five three songs on the air. You Okay. Well, these are just a few things we have going on. I'm going to take a short little break, as I always do. We are going to break. Take a short little break, and we'll be back. I'll allow some of our, some people that I know is going to show tune in. Um, see the people that I think a whole lot more. Send up this invitation. Uh, I'm going to see that later. I'll definitely Don't just expect more people. Okay, but thank y'all, both of you that have come in and have been waiting our return to their online chat room, waiting, listening. So, we'll be right back shortly, and y'all have to come to a little bit of rest. So, uh, we'll let the blue love you. And um, just take a short little break. Try to find some play that we're really. Here's a good one. <laughs> kind of praise and worship from you did not wait for me to draw nigh to you, but you clothe yourself in frail humanity.
And now for our feature presentation. Okay, folks, we're back. Again, you listen to Brother Seth. This is Five Smooth Stones. I've been away on a long break. I say long. I guess it's been about a month. That's pretty long for me, though. Seems like I used to do three shows a day or uh, a week. Anyway, folks, I just wanted today have an open forum, open forum. Uh, what that means is we just talk about whatever is on your spiritual Mind. The reason why I say spiritual mind because I don't want to hear a little bit of everything. I want to hear something that's going to inspire people, motivate people, uplift people, uh, cause people to turn a different way or something to call it repent, uh, cause brothers and sisters to rethink their strategies, their lifestyles, their motives, their attitudes, their mindsets, if it's anti-God or anti-the-most-high, okay? So Brother Seth is here to just simply be an instrument of that. I'm looking forward to seeing our brothers and sisters come into a closer relationship with the Most High, starting with myself. I I could use a strong dose of that myself. And uh, I know that when you do these shows, the Most High a lot of times show up. Yes, he does. He does show up on blogs. He shows up anywhere human beings are because we're nothing more than vessels. And we can be used both of evil spirits and righteous spirits. So I never underestimate a human being uh, being too evil or being too righteous. We have the capacity to do to do both. We have the capacity to do both. So uh, I just want to be an instrument of the most high love, his peace, his joy, his inspiration. I just want to be used by him to salvage or save mankind, starting with my own self and my own family. Because if you don't reach your family, you don't reach yourself, first of all. If you don't convince yourself, if you don't salvage yourself, you're not a very wise person, even if you did save the whole world. Scripture says it like this, what profit a man to win the whole world and lose his own soul. So we have to definitely, definitely take account of our own selves first and foremost. And then if a witness is strong enough, we'll bring in our family. And then if the witness is strong enough, we go outside of our family. So uh, here we are today, folks, open form, and I'm going to try my best to not take the, the show into any direction unless I feel an unction to do that from the Holy Spirit because, you know, it does lead and guide us in various day, in various ways. There is a war. Some of y'all are still spooky, and you don't believe in, notice I call you spooky. <laughs> you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in, in the spiritual warfare that is going on right now as we speak within the minds of all of us, within the, within the spiritual realm. You know, first and foremost, we're spirits. We live so much by things we can see, taste, touch, and smell, but those things are so, so, so temporary, so fleeting, so perishable. It's so wonderful we pay any attention to anything we can see, taste, touch, and smell because the real life, real living, the real world is 
what we can't see, taste, touch, smell. Just think about it. What is the most expensive commodity on the planet? I know you want to say something you can see, taste, touch, and smell here, but it's not that. It's love. And you can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't hear it. All of these intangible things that I'm talking about tonight, that I'm going to be talking about more tonight, is the real wealth. Is the real wealth. Is what we all crave for. And we buy things like cars and houses and you know, we have uh, large accounts um, storing up our money. We like to travel. We do all of these physical things to get these intangible things that is what I call the real wealth on this planet. Some of y'all know that. Good. I always remember it because most of us on this planet is breaking our neck having heart attacks, stressing out, losing our mind and our soul to get these things that has an expiration date on it. I'm talking about gods of wood and stone and plastic. We live our life, break our necks, have low self-esteem or high or even high self-esteem, fake phony esteem, based upon how much of this stuff we have acquired. And don't get me wrong. It is nice to have these things. They can make you very comfortable. And I'm going to tell you something. We should have them, some of them. But we, the Bible says it like this. Scripture says it like this. As a matter of fact, let me do this. Let's just go ahead and pull it up. Because I think the scripture says a lot. And I don't want people to think uh, all brothers and sisters making up stuff. But the Bible says that the wealth of a man, the wealth of a man, does not consist of what he owns. The wealth of a man does not Consists of what he owns. And I'm going to find that for y'all, and I want y'all to look at that. This is not a Bible study, although I'm not running from a Bible study. But I just want y'all to know that when I say things like the Bible says, I'm not making it up. Because some of y'all, it's like the back of your hand, it's nothing to you. (laughs) But other you are saying, what in the world is he talking about? The wealth of a man does not. Consistent things he owns Well you know What is he talking about We are as wealthy Depending upon what we own or not So I just want y'all to know Where that's found And again For those of y'all I see people just tuning in Tonight is just open forum No certain topic on the table Unless you got something to talk about And uh, It's just We're looking to, to Uplift Encourage Motivate Strengthen The human family Yes, I always take a Hebrew slant on almost everything I do on this show. I'm always talking about Israel. I'm always talking about who are the true Jews, the scriptures, 
are the true Hebrews of the scriptures. I'm always talking about white supremacy. I'm always talking about black inferiority. I'm always talking about the evolution of dark skin, how things, how we became the different colors that we are and how most I chose his man to be made from the dirt. I'm always talking about these things, so I can't escape from them. I know we're going to hit on them sooner or later. But right now, I'm just talking about how people just stress out over getting these things, breaking their neck, um, getting these things. Uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to type this so I can't talk. <laughs> uh, they're breaking their neck. They, they are esteeming themselves based upon what they got, what they're going to get, okay? When the Bible clearly says that the wealth, the wealth of a man does not consist does not consist of the things that he owns, okay? So if you are running around trying to acquire things so you can be more important, you are, my friend, a fool. No offense, but that's true. Anybody that seeks to get things hiding behind those things as though they're now important, be it a job, be it a position, be it a respect from your colleagues uh, in a particular club. or This is so foolishness. This is so much foolishness. True wealth is intangible. True wealth is intangible. The most wealthiest, prosperous, the highest quality of living on this planet is folks that are walking hand in hand in the cool of the day with our Heavenly Father. When I say that, I'm going to sound spiritual and religious, but what I mean is those individuals that have that are seeking to be spiritual, seeking to be less worldly, seeking to be less material, seeking to be more uh, less material, more spiritual. I know somebody say, well, some people you so uh, earthly. Some people so heavenly minded is no earthly good. I don't know what fool said that. Because if you become heavenly minded, true, true, true heavenly minded, you are the most valuable person or, or, or that's the most valuable mindset on the planet. Because if you are heavenly minded, okay, uh, the quote is if you're so heavenly minded. Some people are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I know what they probably mean, those that are faking to be heavenly minded. But if you're truly heavenly minded, meaning have your mind set on heaven and this this this, this place that the scripture talks about, uh, uh, or things that the scripture talks about, you're more stuck on that. You're more stuck on being what the Father wants you to be. You're seeking His will. You want His character. That means you're going to be a person full of love. You're going to be a person full of patience. You're going to have joy. You're going to have meekness. You're going to have kindness. And you're gonna if you're full of love, number one, you're gonna be full of action. Because if you love people, it's gonna move you to do for people. It's gonna move you to uh uh care for people. Just like the scripture says and and Christ being full of love, uh did this being moved with compassion. How many times the Bible says, and Christ being moved with compassion went to feed the five thousand, and Christ being moved with compassion. So if you're full of compassion, are you heavenly minded, as somebody say, you are indeed earthly good. That's a lie. You will be, that's a lie saying you will be not earthly good. You will be earthly good. I'm talking about that quote where people say so-and-so is so earth, heavenly minded. 
he or she is no earthly good. So we want to be spiritual minded. We want to we want to we want to wear this world as one person said, like a loose garment. You know, we want to wear uh, having a brand new car, a brand new this, brand new that, late this this technology technology. We want to wear these temporary things like a loose garment. We want to wear them like a loose garment because they are temporary and fleeting, and you, my friend, listener, is a God. I know I lost a lot of y'all when I said that. You, my friend, my sister, my brother, is a God under the most high. We're not the most high. He's more like he's an ocean, and we are perhaps a pond. But we both are 100% water. It's the best way I can explain it. Somebody wants to explain it to me like that, and I've been using that analogy ever since. The most high is like a sea. We're like a pond. But you can't deny that we are not too 100% water. So we are gods. The scripture says it over and over again. Why would the most high say be he follows a God if we can't even do it? Why would the, that's child abuse So you bet we are gods We were made to walk in his image Remember Christ said ye are gods It was nearly stone Y'all remember that Christ said ye are gods And they picked up stones to stone him And he said "Why? Which good work Do you stone me for And they said We don't stone you for good works We stone you Because you being a man <laughs> said that you are a God. And then he went to quote Psalms. Y'all remember this? This is John, uh, let's see here, chapter 10, uh, verse 34. If I, if I remember right, he says, the year God's. And they went to stone him for making that comment. He says, haven't you heard in Psalms 80, well, he said, haven't you heard how David um, mentioned the same thing, and we're, we're referring to Psalms 82 and 6, Psalms 82 and 6. And, folks, I want to just warn everybody, there are becoming, there will be coming a lot more people to the show, and I'm going to be repeating a lot of things because I know there's several people going to be coming, and they um, are doing other things. Uh, and so just bear with me because some of the stuff I will repeat uh, and they'll probably, some of them may want to add to it, but I'm just letting y'all know, those of you here on time and early, that uh, when we get other people, sometimes I like to go over the same same thing, maybe, possibly. Then again, we may not repeat anything. depends on how this all flows. But, folks, I just want to uh, uh, just remind everybody that we are powerful beings, I know sometimes you feel so small, so insignificant in this world of of all of this muscle that Wall Street is is is, is flexing, uh, all of these muscles that the White House is flexing, all of this these muscles that the uh, Navy and military and even a lot of businessmen. Sometimes if you don't have that kind of money, that kind of wealth, that, that kind of power, it just seems like you are a number. But remember. Most of the people that have turned our world upside down, 
I'm talking about the Garveys of the world. I'm talking about the Gandhis of the world. I'm talking about the, the different prophets in the, throughout the scriptures. I'm talking about just people that, simple everyday people with a plan from the Most High have turned this world upside down. And most of them that have done that were not trying to do that. So we just got to be about our Father's business, go out there with the plan that he's given us, Stay true to the plan. Don't compromise the plan. What do I mean by compromise the plan? One time I told somebody, oh, I'll never compromise. I'll speak my word. I say what's on my mind. I'm never going to compromise what I know to be true. And then they told me something I will never forget, neither will you once this roll off my mouth. They say compromise don't necessarily mean that you're going to speak every single thing on your mind. That's not what compromise means. It, it, it includes that, but it's not just about you speaking all the truth you know boldly. Compromise could mean you live your life in such a way that nobody believes you. You live your life with so many issues, nobody trusts what you're saying to be true. Therefore, when you do speak truth, they can't hear you because you've got so many other issues. Maybe you have a, a, a long reputation of uh, just making up something. This might not be you. But maybe you have a reputation of not being consistent with anything in your life. So when you go to talk about this, they say, oh, he's going to change. Just wait a couple of days. He's going to be saying something else. He's always saying something. I mean, and because you are unstable like that, not you per se, whatever your issue is, if you have an issue. Because of that, you cause your very own testimony or your very own word that the Most High for sure gave you to be compromised. In other words, it's not taken seriously and you compromise your message. Compromising your message could mean not getting enough rest. And I mean you got to be perfect in order to get the word out and have a strong message. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. So many people hear that, you know, I'm not saying that, I'm not preaching that, I don't believe in that because most I never had nobody qualified working for him. Everybody, but everybody has had, had issues. But you just got to have that will and that desire to, uh, to that, a perfect heart. You know, you can have a perfect heart and not perfect actions. I think somebody really liked that, might have set a lot of people free, that one. That took me a long time to understand. You can have a perfect heart and not have perfect action. Let me give you a classic example of a person like that. He is known as King David. The Bible talks about him having this perfect heart. Nobody was more quick to repent, break down on their face and say, I've dropped it, I missed it, I dropped the ball, than King David. Most High said his throne would would be around forever because of this man's heart. So, brothers and sisters, what I'm saying to you is this. We need to seek to have a perfect heart. Seek the Most High. Love the Most High. Be interested in what his plan is for your life. You're going to drop the ball. I'm telling you right now, you're going to go left sometime. You're supposed to go right. I mean, I understand. I understand. I understand. But we cannot give up 
in what he has called us to do. Some of y'all are businessmen. Some of you are, are a priest. And it's hard for people like me who have been called to, to with a message to, uh, to because when, you, when we try to fit in the workforce, you know, people don't understand that your heart ain't there. That ain't what you're called to do. And I think I think people like myself have the roughest time because I've been called to minister. I've been called to to be that priestly person. I've been called to to declare His word. And I have I'm I am not talking about no pulpit at church. I'm beginning to think that's the, that is what is far 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 from what the Most High is saying anywhere in the scriptures. I mean, these churches is so impotent, it's ridiculous. I mean, that is one place for sure we need to be if you call yourself and if you've been called to be a minister for sure. But I just don't believe for one second of the day that that's all of it. You know, and I feel sorry for a lot of these people that's brought up in this traditional uh, teaching that this is, you know, where the where the God's word is <laughs> No, God's word is wherever God's people is, and God's ministers should be wherever people are. And the Internet is a perfect place to be with a message inspired by the Most High. So fully with this uh, standing in the pulpit and trying to have members and taking up offerings and, 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 and in some cases abusing people financially. In some cases, okay. So anyway, I know I'm jumping around. Keep in mind, we're not staying on no one certain topic. We're just jumping around. Uh, but while I'm uh, jumping around, I just want to say um, five smooth stones. Some of y'all, uh, I, I see, uh, uh, we got people on the phone lines. Terrible is not that full right now. I think that's going to change, but it's not that full right now. But I still want to say this to every single body. That's listening because we've been away for a while. Some people say, "What is five smooth stones? Why you use that name? What does it mean? What is it about?" Five smooth stones. And I'm gonna talk as quick as I can because I really want to talk about a lot of other things going on right now in our world. Uh, but we'll we'll see how this flows. But five smooth stones is five answers that I that I uh, uh, five answers to questions that I asked the Most High in 1989. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 88. Again, five smooth stones is five answers to five heart-wrenching questions I ask the most high. You know how you pray and then you really pray, you cry out, your heart is on the floor, you really, really, really need an answer. And when you do pray like this, you feel like, wow, what was that? So obviously it's different than regular praying. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I, I had that kind of experience in 1988. And I asked the father several questions, one of which in 1987, uh, the Southwest uh, uh, Believers Convention and other parts of that year, I kept hearing that God was getting ready to put his word in a black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I kept hearing people say that, just like that. God is going to put his word in the black man like never before. First is going to be last, and last is going to be first. And I did not understand for the life of me 
how can God use somebody based upon color? So that was something that plagued me in 87. Yeah, it was good news, but I, I had problems with it because it sounded racist when these ministers said, even though some of them were white. All right, and then in 1988, um, uh, I heard that same prophecy again from uh, at this particular convention, and again, I like I said, I had heard it more than just at this convention, but I heard it at this convention again that year, and I said, why do I keep hearing this? What is up with this? So I asked the Father five questions. One of which was, what's with you using black men in the latter day? Why we keep hearing you're going to be using black men in the latter day? So if a white man seeks you with all his heart, soul, mind, and body, you're not going to use him? You're going to use a black man? Just don't sound right, does it? You have to agree it don't sound right. So that was one question. And then... uh, uh, well, let me tell you exactly. I'm going a little too fast. Let me tell you exactly what the minister said. He said that God is giving this to a white man. Kenneth Copeland said, Southwest Belize Convention, 1988, his exact words, God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Now, some of y'all might say, ooh, I like that, I like that. Yeah, but you have to admit that sounds a little racist, Okay. What if I'm a black man? I love the most high. Seeking the states, you're telling me he's not going to say, no, I'm not using you. I'm going to use the black man instead. It just don't sound right, okay? Remember, I went to the Father because it concerned me. So for those of you who think I don't like white people because of the truth that we bring forth here on Five Smooth Stones, remember, I went to the Father and asked him about this because it didn't set right in my spirit. Otherwise, I'd have been jumping up and down and say, all right, it's our time. Forget the white man, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't. That was not my heart. You need to remember. I told you it, okay? That was the first question. Second question was, I mean, this, this, the second thing the gentleman said at the conference, it was Kenneth Copeland. He said, I got something to tell our African-American brothers and sisters, but I can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, you're going to shout for joy. And it seemed like the way his body language and everything, like this man really had some major that he had discovered in the scriptures. But he said, not now. we got to wait. So that grieved me because between the year of 1987 and 1988, I saw a lot of racism in the church. That was my year to see a whole lot of racism in the church. I mean, I saw racism from the, from the parking lot to the altar. I mean, I saw it clear as day, and I went to a predominantly white church, so nobody came be trying to brainwash me and tell me that I'm hating on white people. Again, I was worshiping with our white brothers, unlike some of y'all. Not, not, to, not that you need to, but I was, okay? So I wasn't hating, all right, folks? So, but I began to see it, and I learned one of the things that a lot of our white brothers and sisters will do when they are wanting to practice racism or they are practicing racism, whether they know it or not, uh, subconsciously or not. One of the things they do, they say, God is getting ready to put his word in you, talking to a particular black person. And they'll say, man, you're full of the word. You're full of insight. You know, the Father just really has grace. You can learn a lot. He's going to, boy, he's getting ready to do this. He's getting ready to do that. And he's going to do this and he's going to do that. 
They always put it out in the future, but as if to say, not now. And it really is no different than saying, go to the back of the bus, nigga, and shut up till I tell you. You stay back there till I tell you. It's just really no different. It's the same spirit, grace, and wrapped up in religious rhetoric. I learned that very strongly in 1987. So when 88 came around, and this minister said the very same word he said before, God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like man before, the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. And then he also said that I got something to tell black people, but right now I just can't share because God won't let me or, you know, you know. When he said that, I agreed my spirit. And I went home that night and I began to pray. And I mean, again, this is not typical praying like, Father, bless me, this and bless No, this was that kind of, I'm at the end of my rope. I need to know, I need to hear from you. I cannot trust these people, Father. These people, a lot of these ministers, especially these white brothers and sisters, we've trusted them for many years, but they are practicing racism, Father. I need to hear from you myself. I need to hear from you. I need to know what are you saying because these people have an alternative. I can't talk right now. They have a different kind of motive. They're not right. These people are not Right. So I began to just really cry out to him. And another question I asked him was, can I understand the book of Revelation? Because I had trusted a long line of white ministers to, to reveal to me the book of Revelation. Hilton Sutton, uh, Charles, uh, not Hilton, uh, Hilton Sutton, uh, uh, can't even think of some of these end time prophecies, prophets. But there was a lot of them, and I'd be, I was there was at least seven people I was listening to that happened. All of them was white, and I was really trusting them to tell us what the end time is going to be like. So I said, Father, can you show me? Will you show me what is going to happen? Why do I have to rely on people that's practicing racism and have an ulterior uh, motive uh, for black people? They, they not, they don't, if they saw us in a positive light, they wouldn't tell us. You know, I don't know what Kenneth Copeland saw, but whatever it was, if it was good, black folks are the last people on the planet that need to not hear something about them collectively as a people. If somebody has some insight, we we don't need to be told, hold up, I can't tell you. I mean, for real, we are in a state of emergency where identity is concerned. There is an identity crisis among our people, and we need to know who we are as a people, and so does other ethnic groups. And I'm not talking about no race based upon color mass, okay? I don't acknowledge, I do think there's different ethnic groups, but I don't think the most high acknowledge color. That's that's a bunch of crap. That's nothing we talk about on the show, but right now I want to stay pointed on this topic. So I asked the Father, could I understand the book of Revelation? Could I understand the book of Revelation? Why do I have to rely on these people to tell me what you have for me when you've given me your spirit that says that it would read, and you said through your son, Messiah, that this spirit would lead and guide us into all truth. Why am I waiting on these people to tell me something that you've already said you would do? So, folks, I was at my wit's end with white supremacy. But that's, remember, I told you five questions. So that's the second question I asked. Can I understand the book of Revelation? And then I asked this question. 
What's going on, Father? I hear that there is something called Illuminati. This was way back when nobody was talking about this in 87. I say, what's with you talking? What's with all this talk? I keep hearing about the Illuminati, one world government. Yes, they was talking about it way back then. Sure was. They might have caught the new world order back then. And I said, what's with this? And I said, I keep hearing that wars are planned as far out as 30 years. I hear about this unsecret society and and how we're all just being used by a very small family. One family controls the world. I say, Father, what is going on? I no longer feel like I can trust ABC, CBS. I can't trust these people. I want to know what is going on. Folks, I'm telling you all, this is where Brother Seth was in 1988. I was serious. I was not Plain. Okay? I want y'all to understand that. I'm not on no racist tip. I'm not on no down with the white man tip. I'm not no up with the black man tip. I'm up on up with kingdom events. What the father is doing is his kingdom. If the father said it's time for Jacob or Israel to rise and Jacob or Israel happens to be People full of melanin, so be it. I ain't biting my tongue. It's just the way it is. If the father happened to say that he's going to use the people from the north country to chastise the planet because they've already turned to wickedness and they all turned their back on him and he's going to use the people from Europe, so be it. I, I didn't make myself who I am or what my hue is or what my, you know, I believe in pursuing truth, and if we do that, all of us going to be okay in the end. Like Martin Luther King Jr. say, if one of us is in bondage, the whole humanity suffers. And I live by that. I really believe that if one white man is suffering unjustly, some kind of way, that man, all of us, is going to be hurt by his suffering. So I'm not trying to pull one, I'm not trying to, hurt one hair on anybody's head that shouldn't be, but I must say this to you. If it is for hair on your head to be hurt, I will be the first one to do it. But I just don't believe, I know some of y'all thinking, oh, he sounds like a terrorist. No, I don't mean like the violence like y'all thinking. I'm saying if the father tells me to say something and it's going to hurt people's feelings, I'm going to put as much honey on it as I can because I want to, uh, you know, the Bible tells tell us if it's possible, live, peace with, live peaceably with all men. So, of course, I'm going to do that. Of course, I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to be sitting up changing what I got to say and the truth that the Most High give me on account I'm trying to make some of y'all feel good. It ain't going to happen. Okay, and I know we talk about a lot of controversial things on, on Blog Talk Radio. I think we're more controversial than anybody on the whole blog, blog Talk Radio, you know, which is one of the reasons I had to take a break because it was just, it's overwhelming to talk about a lot of these things, and, and especially when your heart is in it. I mean, it's hard to talk about all the things that's happening to us as a people just because, you know, we look different. You know, of course, I think it's a lot deeper than that, but anyway. Folks, listen. If you are doing something, let me just take this little side road. And, again, it's open for me, and I don't know one certain topic. Some of y'all want to comment? 
Don't forget, you're more than welcome to call into the show. Press 1 on the phone lines. I think somebody does have a question. I'm sorry I didn't see your hand. Uh, those of you on the phone lines, I forgot I'm moving a little fast. I'm, trust I'm, I'm a little rusty, but I'm coming to you, Erico, 662-616. But uh, uh, just real quick before I take this call, folks, if what you're doing is not promoting what the Father wants on this planet, you are in the way. You are part of the problem. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Father is full of love. Even when he chastises people, his mankind, it's full of love. It's like the same when a mother applies pain to her child when she's spanking that child. That woman looked like a terrorist for a second. She's hitting this child, and this child is screaming. Now, I know today that's considered child abuse, but that's only because we're going to lose our minds. But that parent is inflicting pain, minor pain, to avoid this child from a bigger, I mean, a lot more pain. So the philosophy behind spanking is a little pain now to save you from possibly losing your life later. Let's go to phone lines and see what this caller has to say. Area code 662-616. Go ahead. You're on the air. I do want you to first tell me uh, your name and where you're calling from, though. My name is Parashon, and I'm calling from Mississippi. Oh, can you, what's your name again? Parashon. Parashon. That's different. Parashon. How are you doing, my <laughs> yeah. sister? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing okay. Good. I'm doing Good. okay. I'm blessed. I should, I should I should upgrade that and say I'm blessed and highly right. favored, as one brother say. <laughs> yes. But what's yes, on your you mind, Tarasan? Um, you know, we have convictions about us as people. We have different levels of convictions uh, about our relationship with God. And right. um, I think that it is important that we often take a spiritual examination to see if we are making progress. And if we're not making progress, then we have to analyze why we're not making progress. When you were speaking about it's important for us to do things that um, that will reflect God and we don't need to be in his way if we're not doing something that's that's, that's edifying. That's that's important that we take that self-examination so that we see if we are doing things that are edifying and we're just not taking up space. Amen. Amen. Very true. So true. Um, and where I am right now, I... I try to walk in integrity. I try to maintain character. I try to live a life that people can see Christ through me. I don't always have to say Jesus this and God that, but it's exemplified in my actions. So when I look at what's going on around me in the world and in the church, it helps me to push forward to be different, to to be the one that say, you know what, God, the disciples were dedicated, the apostles were dedicated, I want to maintain dedication. 
and focus. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, let me ask you I, this. Let me, me ask you this. Uh-huh. Let me Go ask ahead. this, Ms. Teresa. How long have you been walking with the Father? Um, walking with him, I've always known God because my grandmother was a minister, was an evangelist. But I would say that. I started this journey where I really got to know the Lord over 10 years ago. Okay. All right. Well, that is very good. And I and I, I really, really, really uh, and sharing your faith. And those of you on the phone line listening and, you know, and you've been blessed and, and you are too walking with the Father. When I say walk with the Father, I know sometimes people just don't feel worthy enough to even say that. Don't think I don't mm-hmm. sometimes feel it too. But walking with the Father just simply means you're in touch with this inner spirit. Because the Bible says He has sent the Holy Spirit to the earth, and this Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is in us, revealing who the Father is, what He wants. That's the whole mm-hmm. job. Of, well, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is leading God into all truth, reveal who the Father is. And, you know, sometimes we say the Father said, the Father said, but technically we listen to the Holy Spirit. Reveal to us who the Father is. The Bible says he encourages us. He's the comforter. He's in power. There's those gifts of the Spirit that he, uh, you know, uh, will rise up in us, and one of these gifts can manifest, and that's power for real. Uh, So when we say walking with the Father, we just mean, Totally being used by the Father Hearing there it Don't means we're every day mm-hmm. doing miracles It just means we're right. hearing voice and, and listen, this is another thing It don't always mean we're getting along A father mm-hmm. and a son don't always get along Sometimes you're yelling at the Father Sometimes you walk outside the door and slam the door behind you All of that is relationship That's what people don't understand They think it's got to always be you like Christ somewhere You know, It ain't always like that It's a relationship but the, the good part, the, the the most important thing about this is we've got to have a perfect heart towards him. Like I was saying earlier, people with a perfect heart don't mean they have a perfect action. David had right. a perfect heart. David, King David had a perfect heart. But yet this man had Bathsheba's wife, I mean Bathsheba's mm-hmm. husband, murdered mm-hmm. so he can sleep with that woman. And I don't think we've done nothing that bad, but the Bible mm-hmm. says he was quick to repent. He was a, a, a man after the God's Father's God. heart. So that's all I try to do with this little blog I have is to inspire yeah. and encourage people to just have that perfect heart. And and, and, and and the Father have mercy. He know we're but dust. He know we're living on this planet and we're tempted in all measures just like Christ was. He know that. He know we live in a very decadent society called America, and I mean, with all this dirt around and filth, it's very hard not to be smelling yourself. I mean, we all smelling, got some kind of grook on us when we, you know, in this 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 filth. You know what I mean? This this mm-hmm. this, this barbarian society, these, this caveman society we call America. So uh, I just want to applaud you. If I say nothing else to you, uh, Tarasun, for, for calling, and uh, I'm not wrapping up or nothing with you, but I'm just saying I just appreciate okay. you having the courage and the boldness to talk about your relationship with the Most High, and I, I really appreciate that. 
Right. And I thank God for you, you know, having balance when you're discussing things of the Lord. I, I listen in and I, and I can, you know, you can hear balance is so important because so many times individuals that minister the word of God, they say it from a one viewpoint. And sometimes people walk away in bunch or trying to live according to law, to the law. But then when the word of God is put out there, and it's coming from a genuine heart where a person, you can tell that someone is truly concerned about our souls as well as us being, you know, pleasing in the Lord's sight. It's done decent and in order. And I think the way that you minister will continue to help set a lot of people free because you don't do it um, in a way that's untactful. You do it in a way where you, we can receive what the correction as well as the, the priest, but at the same time, it's gentle. Well, I appreciate that. I really do, and I promise you, that's what I feel like I'm called to do. And a lot of people have a hard time, you know, even with family, them understanding that, you know, because people that are called into ministry is almost oddballs. You know, yeah. they better be work. They better be bringing in uh, some type of uh, they should be taking care of their family for sure, but it's kind of hard when you're placed in a a work environment or in this system uh-huh. and uh-huh. you are a minister and you are a minister because that's not your fit. And I do believe that if you are a good minister, you do what the Father tells you to do, eventually he you're not going to have no problems with money and to be able to take care of your family. But right. mm. I said all that to say I said all that to say that I've worked for the airlines for a while and done some other things, worked for Fidelity, that's uh worked for a bank, just done a lot of different odd things and even though I did good on those jobs and they think, Oh, he's mm-hmm. a good agent, he's a good this, he's a good that that's not my fit. So mm. I don't excel, I don't think I push those careers like I do you know, with stuff like this. So when I hear the compliment you gave me, it means a lot to me because this is what I believe I'm called to do, reach out to people, not just on the Internet, 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 but as different things I do to get to people, be it through publications or this or that, because i got a bunch of different unorthodox ways to get to people. That's right. what I feel like I'm called to do. The church really is unfriendly to folks with this kind of word. You're going to have to go through all kind of protocol, red tape, selling your soul, all kind of stuff just to be in a position. That's why I don't even pursue that area. That's why I don't even try to be in the end. In, in I mean, I can do it. A lot of my friends are ministers and I could, but I don't even pursue it no more because I pretty much give up on, I pretty much give up on, Truth getting through the local church. I pretty much have given up on it. I don't think those people have a lot of truth, and I don't. I, 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 let me give me say let me say this a different way because I don't want to get in trouble with that. I, I think you can go so far in these churches, and then you hit a ceiling. And you better know that. I'm not talking about you, but people better know that because mm-hmm. you will lose your spiritual life. You'll grow so far. 
and then you become religious, and you just become a part of the problem, sitting around fighting each other in the church, and you got a good job and all that. You just go to work, go to church, and you just stay in this little rut, you know, and you got a whole big old world, and the Father's doing all kinds of things, Tara Son, in this world that a lot of church folks just don't know because they listen to mm-hmm. their little pastor, you know, they listen to their to they little pastor, and, and they mm-hmm. just, they. They think they're all wrapped up, tied up, and tangled all up in Jesus, and they have no clue that they even begun to live. Right, and it's nothing, you know, it's nothing um, wrong with that. I understand how it feels to work, to be set aside and called, and to work. And you have you love the Lord, and you want to live and walk up right by God, but you work in the world system. And you have another desire, so I can I can empathize with you on that. The Bible says a man's gift makes room for him. You know what you're called to do. You feel right when you're doing it. It's no labor in it when you're walking in your calling, when you're walking in your assignment, when you're walking in the mantle that God has placed on your life, and that will eventually open doors for you to minister where you won't have to cater to the four walls of the church because. Although the church should be the cornerstone, and it is what God, what Jesus had established, but we understood when Jesus pulled out their whip and started whooping them through the temple was because they was misusing and mishandling the church. The church has their own rules now, and that's the difference between the church and Christianity and then serving the Lord, because when it's the church, they tend to get religious, like you say, and you can't come in my church and preach this. You can't tell my flock that, you know, but what about what he said when he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, feed my sheep. When the leaders are feeding the sheep, not prostituting the sheep, not pimping the sheep, not uh, um, nurturing the sheep, when they're not doing these things, the sheep go astray, and then we have what we see in today's when we look around. So that can be challenging, but I'm, I'm I, but I rest assure you that I just encourage you that God will will get His word out, and you're a part of the ministry. You're a part of the puzzle. You're part. You're one of the instruments that God is going to use in His own unique way. It's 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 not just church. Jesus did a lot of ministry when he was walking the streets. Jesus did a lot of ministry when he was, you know, traveling from place to place. There are many ways that people can hear the word of God and you're hearing it through the radio, but God is going to give you more avenues, like you say, so that the word of God can get out. Because if you just, if it's just for one soul and they hear it and they, they understand and they repent and they set their face like Flint, like Hezekiah saying, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it the right way, Based on what I heard, keep letting it come out that way. Keep letting your gift make room for you. Keep letting it come from your throne room because you have to be in the throne room in order to give it to the people the way it's coming out. You don't just do this and just say, okay, I'm going to pick up my Bible and I'm going to go off this for two and three months. No, you got to stay in your word and have a prayer life in order to produce the kind of fruit that I hear coming from your ministry. Amen. Amen. This is a very wise, seasoned word. I really receive that, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I know uh, I can only imagine what folks uh, say to that, but I really, really receive that because I know for a certainty I was born and raised in the church. I can tell what denomination a person is by the way they walk. I know that's a little bit extreme, but I, <laughs> but 
I really, I, I said this would be facetious, but I really have had a lot of experience in churches, and I can tell the average person listening right now that what you hear in most of these churches is gonna only, only going to go so far. And I respect them. I should say I respect them. I must say I respect them for getting people to that level, get them baptized, get them believing in Christ mm-hmm. and what he taught, you know. But who Christ was, a lot of them can't tell you. What Christ mm-hmm. really was, a, you know, uh, what he, I mean, the warrior that he was, the spiritual warfare that he engaged in, demon spirits, evil spirits, how to control them, they can't help you with that. Uh, who Israel was, prophecy, how it relates today, they can't help you with that. Uh, who America is, what is prophet, who America is in end time events, they can't help you with that. What is to happen to America, what is to happen in our world, they can't help you with that. A lot of them can't. Who black people are, I mean, I mean, really, uh, the prophecies that is directly directly talking to African-Americans, so-called African-Americans, who are African-Americans, they can't help you with that. They can't. They just say we are Gentiles, not knowing that we are the Israelites. We are a lost tribe of Israelites. Mm-hmm. We fulfill scriptures more than any other group mm-hmm. of people on this planet. And if there is mm-hmm. a group of people on this planet that's living out these scriptures like we are, they're nothing more than one of those lost, scattered tribes. These churches can't help you with that. They're going to start saying, well, it don't matter who you are in the flesh, and it's more than it's just who you are in the spirit, and that's true. However, the Bible says Christ said that man should live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father, and it is the Father will to reveal that 144,000. Yes, it wouldn't be in the book of Revelation. It is in the Father's interest to discuss who Israel was because there would be all these descriptions of their hair texture and their skin and all this stuff. We just can't go start a church on talking about he was black and all this stuff. We can't go build a church on that truth. But all that stuff is needed. You need every truth that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. He said this is the way man will live, by every truth. But I just wanted to just thank you, young lady, for just coming on with that wise, strong word to me. And I, I receive it, I receive it, and I just really, truly thank you for it because I love people. Ah, this brother right here love people. I ain't on no hatred. I ain't on no down with the white man. I ain't on no uh, black power trip. I mean, I'm on up with humanity and uh, the way I look at who different humanity is might come across hey, as racist. We're talking about a lot of controversial things on on Blog Talk Radio. I think we. Uh, I heard a little echo. I guess that was my your radio or mine. I heard a little echo there. But anyway, any last words for the people? Yeah, let me say one more thing. Then I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna let you go. Um, based on what you were saying, you know, the word of God requires balance. Okay. If we eat an unbalanced meal, we we eat too much of anything, it'll be unhealthy. And so when right. we fail when we fail to study and to understand that the word of God is built, he said line upon line, precept upon precept. We take one part and we don't we don't know the other. You made a reference to how, you know, about demons and this and that. You have some individuals who believe in God but they don't believe in Jesus. And they believe in Jesus but they don't believe in the devil. 
Then they believe in the devil, but they don't believe in the demons. They, and then you have some that they say, okay, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and I'm a Christian, but I don't get down with that spooky stuff about spirits and this and that. But if it's in the word of God, it exists. It happens. It's there. They don't understand about what's going on in Israel. No, they don't because they do not study because the people and the leaders are not preparing them. We're not talking about them, but what we have to do as partakers of the glory and the calling is to stand as intercessors. He said, "He said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There's a difference between uh, a person who's just saying, okay, I'm an ordinary Christian, and then a laborer. A labor, laborers are those individuals that's going to get in that word, break it down, Dissect it and give the people a balanced meal. They need a ba- we need a balanced meal as Christians. A lot of weight do fall on the preachers and the ministers and all of that. A lot of weight do fall on it. We have our part to play if we're members of a church or members of a congregation because we have to study. I'll study to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen not need not be ashamed. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. The word of truth has to be divided. There's a time and place for everything, a time to hear about Israel and what place Israel played in the Bible when we look at the TV and see what's going on. There's a time to hear about the who we are in God and in our growth when we see that the world is being overpopulated with homosexuality. In those things, there's, there's a time when everything should come in play, but if the laborers are not in place, the people would never know. He said, my people are perishing for the lack of knowledge. How can they hear without a preacher? Amen. That's it. That's it. Very strong. Very strong. I look forward to it. Is this your first time hearing the show? Yes. I, I've listened in a time or two before, and I, just a few minutes, and then I maybe went on to another show, but I just wanted to really listen in tonight when I went through it. Huh? When I went through tonight, because today I was studying in the book of Exodus, and I saw uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I was like, God said, he said he should be called this from now on, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what I was was looking at, studying, and when I looked at the name of the show again, I said, maybe I need to listen in to see what this God is saying. Yeah, well, I, I I assure you, we get into a whole lot of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and how it's related. I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, so stay okay. tuned, uh, and uh, we'll look to hear uh, from you even more, okay? All right? All right? So thank you for calling the show. Again, everybody, that was uh, Tara's son from Mississippi, and uh, you can't get no better than that when people call in, young ladies call in with that kind of insight. Sounded young, but very, very wise, very wise. And um, I just, and I just cause she complimented me, but you know, I just appreciate people that are really uh, balanced. You know, it's so many of us. We come into, we find out a little truth, and we want to start hating other folk and and start trying to throw out the baby with the bath. Well, we learned a little bit about the Old Testament, so we want to get rid of the New. We learned a little bit about the New, old, new Testament, so we want to get rid of the Old. We learned a little bit about black people, so we want to hate white people. We learned some comments about white people, so we want to diss black people. And, you know, it's just good to, uh, to to run into people that have a balance, simple and plain. Now, not for the sake of being balanced, but for the sake that 
this is what the father is doing anyway. The father never called just one little family to serve him out of the whole planet. I mean, he did call Israel, but he initially called Adam. Yes, he did call Israel because everybody was seemingly knucklehead. The nations had forsook the path. So he chose a man, Abraham, and his descendants to place his blessing upon. But why do we think that means that he have no use for other people? So, and somebody, I just got annoyed and just told me it was a recent attempt to uh, attack your computer. I get this every time I do these shows. I don't miss that. That's one thing I don't miss in doing the break is these people trying to attack me. I get it all the time. Y'all have no idea how many times I have to wipe my hard drive clean where it relates to uh, five smooth stones. Anytime I now I've been sitting up going for a good while when I know attacks on my computer, and then I start doing these shows and here they come. I know what I'm talking about. There are some people that are threatened by what we talk about. Don't 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 think they're not. And there are some people that do that are listening, and they do have issues with what I say. So you can sleep if you want to and think that there are people that's just happy we all getting along. It's not true. The enemy is real. Some of these people, they know this to be true. They know what the truth is, and that's why they hate, they hate five smooth stones. I mean, but uh, luckily I know a little bit about computers, and I'm able to bounce back. I have all types of backup this, backup that. I work with more than one computer. I have a, a modem. Well, I ain't going to tell the enemy all my stuff. But anyway, folks, I've just enjoyed these little few minutes, and we're going to continue to go roll on, roll on. we got another, let's see here, we got another 30 minutes or more. It depends on how we feel. We may run over a little bit tonight. Uh, I just want to tell everybody it's just good to be back, good to take these calls again and, and uh, just see uh, the different people. The chat room is filling up just like I thought. Some of y'all are a little late. And remember, those of y'all that's in the chat room, until you register, and sign in at Blog Talk, you will show up just as a guest. So if you don't like your name being guest, G-U-S-T, then you got to sign in and uh, with a name, and you can comment, and I can ask your questions over the air. You can make, you can send me little whisper comments if that's what you want. You can do a lot of things, okay? So you're not limited. So anyway, having said that, what I want to do is take a little short break. I'm just going to wet my throat a little bit, and uh, we'll be right back. Um, I'm enjoying this, though, and I really appreciate the sister bringing that little balance. She said some things I was actually wanting to say, and that's always, always good when somebody takes the words right out of your mouth. (laughs) So let's just take a little short break, and I'll be back uh, very shortly here, very shortly here.
Okay, we're back, folks. And uh, I know the brother said, ain't no love. But, you know, when you look at how much love we require to have, it truly ain't no love. I mean, I know somebody said, well, that's being pretty negative. I thought you was going to be uplifting tonight. But they're really, truly, when you look at what we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, there's just ain't not a lot of love in the heart of the city. For real, just like the song say. I want to go back to the phone lines and uh, because I have another person with a comment or a question, a uh, person that goes by Derek Cooper. Hopefully this ain't no uh, um, bogus call. A lot of times when people pop up and they're not in the chat room, uh, we'll see. All right, Derek Cooper, go ahead. You're on the air with your question or comment. All right, mate. How you been? All right. Mr. Smith, Hello? You're, yep, you're, you're right. Go you ahead with your question. Your yeah, question um, comment? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm in the chat room. Can you not hear me? I hear you. I, I, okay, so you are in the chat room. What's your, what's your question or comment? Well, I'll put one in there, mate. You know... Peace and love to you, Mr. Smooth. You know, um, I'd like to know um, if you solely and blindly believe in what the Bible says, or, I mean, you sound like a 30-plus man. Have um, have you come across anything um, in your life which you think contradicts what the Bible says? I mean... Um, is there anything that you can, um, something in the Bible, like when uh, Abraham got told by God to take his son up in the mountain and kill him, and then right at the last minute, he said, no, 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 no. Would you would you put a member of your family through that to prove your, you know, do you think that's right is basically what I'm asking. Do you think that's right? I see what you're saying. There's a lot of things. That in the Bible that I don't understand There's a lot of things in the Bible I'm not going to say a lot But there's a few things in the Bible that trouble me Yes Yes, absolutely Me too, mate There are some things in the Bible That I think contradict themselves But here's what I look at I look at how many things in the Bible That's just Blazingly true That no other book come close to I look at things in the Bible that's blazingly accurate, that no other books come close to. I look at a book that addresses the spiritual realm, and then I turn around and have one-on-one, eyeball-to-eyeball encounter with these spirits, demon-possessed, spirit-possessed people, or it can be righteous spirits. I've had things to happen to me, and when I ask people, what was that? They didn't have an answer. When I read books, no answers. I go to the Bible, and there it is, night and day. So because of the Bible's success record, I don't look at its failure records because I know man also had a part to play in the production of this book. And wherever man has a production to play, a part to play, you can best believe it's going to be flawed. So right now, I suspect it's man that have tampered with the book 
and not the Most High Himself because of the success rate? Well, uh, it was it was man that wrote the entire book. I mean, um, when you look at um, like Moses, um, when he was out in the desert for forty nights and all that, and then he had his. I mean, I've read the Bible. Who was it? Joshua. Was it Joshua that was his um, his main man? Yes. And uh, yeah, and and uh, they were out in uh, in uh, they had a big battle. It was uh, Moses stood there and he tried to hold up his staff for you know the entire battle, and his arms kept falling. But every time he thought he was going to lose, he raised up his staff a little bit more, and his men kept fighting. The you know the Israelites, right. you know, they kept going, they kept going, they kept fighting. And he was there for hours, wasn't he, holding up his staff, you know, just just stood on a hill while Joshua was out there, you know, look, telling them to hit the left flank, hit the right flank. And um, when they got back, Joshua came back to Moses and said, "Right, I've done it, you know, we've we've won, we've 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 defeated the, uh, you know, it's all lights in it, the, um, you know." All, all the different uh, nations. What was it? Five nations against three, something like that. I'm not quite sure. But um, after that, Moses went away and he spoke to God. And uh, God told Moses, according to the Bible, God told Moses that that's not enough. He needs to go back and he needs to kill the women, the children, and cut the hands off the men. And so Moses went back to Joshua, and he and he said, Joshua, I've been told you need to go back. You need to finish them off. You need to kill the women, the children. You need to basically genocide. You need to wipe them out. And not only that, I want you to bring me their hands. And when I'm when I'm reading the Bible, I mean this is the 21st century. When I'm reading the Bible, and when I'm seeing things like that, I'm thinking, what? And to me, um, that makes me think that um, the Bible's a little bit uh, eighteen. You know, it needs a, it needs a uh, certificate because I wouldn't want my daughter reading things like that. But yet they're teaching well, these they're like 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 four, five, six year old children in in well, in Sunday. Let me, let me t- but 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 you got to look at the whole picture now. I would not. I'm. I agree with you. I would not want my daughter or son or anybody I love and care for to be interested in a God that go around saying wipe out children, cut off what you're right. You're absolutely positively right. If it's in there, man, it's well, in there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If that was all there was to the story. But this is the way actually the story went without you cut out a whole lot of history. First and foremost, the Most High creates a planet. He say, I am the maker of both good and evil. I'm going to put before you good and evil. Somebody said, well, why would he put before mankind evil? Why would he do that? Because if we don't have a choice between good and evil, there is no way this being called God or Yahweh can get glory. Yeah, he's jealous. No let, let, let me just hear me out. I'm going to make this pretty quick. If your wife chose you and there was just you on the planet, that's one thing. But if your wife chose you among 
other men that was more handsome, had more money, had more this, had more that, and you got chosen, you will feel very much worshipped. The Father wants to be worshipped. How can we as creation question his desire to be worshipped? He said, I'll place it for you, good and evil. Choose good. He even tells us which one to pick, and he tells us how it's going to be if we pick this one, and he tells us how it's going to be if we pick that one. And he even makes good tempting and smells good and all these things. It's supposed to be tempting. That's what he did. He placed them both before us. Now watch this. He begins to go throughout civilization and humanity, rewarding the wicked, rewarding the righteous according to their deeds. And a lot of times the Psalms, I think 103 says, he has not always tried. He doesn't always give the wicked what they really deserve. He don't punish them fully. He gives them a break. He's very merciful. Probably none of us deserve to live past 20 because we've all done some stuff that's worthy of death probably. This God has over and over and over given mankind the ability to come back to him. So you find in a, point, in a, a point in the scriptures where he's fed up of a nation that's constantly anti his people. They abuse his people for no reason. They, they, they constantly go against his teachings. Don't think because they're not Israelites they don't know who he is because all of these people are Noah children, all of them. So all of the Amorites, Egyptians, Ethiopians, all of the people of the book know who is the God of the heavens. So what I'm saying to you is when Israel is commanded to kill these people, it's because this planet really wasn't made for the wicked. It wasn't made, if you constantly sin, the earth itself will destroy you without nobody being around you. It's not made for wicked and, and people that transgress laws. That's why God chose Israel to fine-tune exactly what it was he was wanting his man to be like, live like, what they're to eat, how they're to worship, how they're to do their enemies, their friends, their, how they're to treat guests. He wanted to civilize, if you will, a people. So I hear what you're saying. It, is, it does sound pretty rough, but I want to just... Say one more little thing, and I'm really anxious to hear what you got to say back to me. One more little thing, I'm going to say. Be, what is your name? Uh, Derek. And I do see your hand up, area code seven zero eight nine zero three. Just bear with me, I see you. Uh, say your name again. I'm sorry. My name is Derek. Oh, that's right, Derek. I said it's right on the thing here. And you call it from where, Derek? What, what, where you call it from? What city or country? Uh, Portsmouth, uh, United Kingdom. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Uh, but listen, Derek, I want you to think about something. If there is a God, and I know for a fact there is, but you may not, you say you have problems with this whole thing. But think about sure. it. If, you, if there really is a higher power, think about what you're doing. You're questioning, and it's okay to question because who can understand their father unless they ask questions? But think about it. For you to want to say you don't want your daughter to know this being because you read something in the Bible where he is upset, it's like you saying you don't want to have your mother, your mother, or your father, your father, 
because they have a day where they want to spank you and, and somebody walk. you know, it's like you walk in and you see somebody getting a spanking. And they mother, when, they, when, when you're getting a spanking, at least when I used to get a spanking, my mother was not smiling. She looked like she was probably trying to kill me. Okay, let's say a kid walks in and sees that, and then after the spanking, they say to me, you know what, you should run away from home. You should disown your parent because she looked like she was just crazy. Well, that's kind of how, how I hear you right now. If the father wants to wipe out a people because those people is going to eventually wipe out a planet through sin and wickedness and decadence and backwards living, what's what to, to you? I mean, in, in all due respect of you asking questions, you can ask the question. But I'm saying, what is it, let me use not you but us. What is it to humanity if the father decides he wants Israel to wipe out all the Amalekites because the Amalekites attack Israel from the back? What is it to us? See, that means I have, you shouldn't have, oh yeah. Let me tell you, hold on, one more thing, one more thing. I bet I know something you don't question. When your government and the United States go and attack innocent babies and kids and kill them in the forsake of Iraq to get this Sodom Hussein, very few of us question that. Now, here's a God that reigns on the just and the unjust, allow us to have longevity, and some of us don't live worth a quarter. We always into stuff. We don't have no business. And he wipes out a people thousands of years ago that we really don't know that much about, and we saying we don't want to worship him at all. That's pretty arrogant. It is, yeah. It is. But um, can I also, um, yeah, you are right. Can I also say something else that um, when I read the Bible, because I've read the Bible a few times, and um, something else that when I read it, I'm thinking, why why would God do that? I'm thinking, why, why would he not want us to do that? And um, when it was um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and uh, I will try to be quick. I know you've got another caller. Um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Um, the snake, the serpent, the devil, he come up and he said, you know, eat the fruit, eat the fruit of wisdom, the wisdom fruit, eat it. And God said, no, do not ever eat that fruit. I mean, that fruit is the fruit of wisdom. I know it's forbidden, but does God want us to stay stupid? You know, are we easier to control when we're stupid? Or is this fruit something which will wake us up and realise, oh crap, I'm naked, I've got to put some clothes on, you know, is it something which would, you know, does basically not God forbidding us to eat the fruit of wisdom, is saying to me, when I was reading it, that he wants us to stay stupid because we're easier to control. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Kids, children do not know have not ate of the fruit of good and evil. Kids have not ate of the fruit of good and evil. They do not know the difference between good and evil. They will stick their finger in an electric socket and it can kill them. Now, we didn't have elect- Adam and didn't have electric sockets back then, but how do you know that the knowledge, because that's what it was, it wasn't wisdom. It wasn't the tree of wisdom. It was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What makes you, Derek, 
know for a fact that we are better off knowing what is good and evil. If we didn't wow. have evil, hold on, hold on. Now keep in mind, why do you need to know about evil when nobody has sinned yet, Adam and Eve? Why do you need to know about good if there is no good and evil? You're all one with the Father. There's no need to know about evil. But once you sin, of course you need to know what is evil. That's why he gave the law to Israel. So yeah, he but, wants uh, us it, to know. God dangling that piece of fruit in front of us. He must have known we was going to take a bite out of it. He must have known it. And, and, and let's say this. Let's say let's go there because I've heard that argument before. Let us let's say that he did want him to eat it. Let's say he predestined all of this, and all of us is just fulfilling. Uh, all of this is predestined. What's it to us? I mean, really, what's it to you if you know that you can just obey what he's saying and have a life everlasting? Why would you have a beef with the creator? Why does a toy turn around and say to the maker, why did you make me a a, a choo-choo train? How can a, a, a doll say to the maker, why are you moving my head around? I mean, if we are predestined and he, some of us are predestined for destruction, others are predestined for whatever... This is what I never could understand. It, you sound like you probably, I don't know you from jump, Derek, but I bet you have a lot of things in your life to smile about and be happy about. If the father decides he wants to abuse you tomorrow, I don't know that we have the credentials to say to the father, why did you do this? Why did you do that? I'm well, sure you allowed, have a billion. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I'm sure you have a billion reasons to be grateful. I don't even know you, but I bet you have a billion reasons to be grateful. You probably have children, or you probably have friends. And what I'm saying is, if the father did, if the Bible was cuckoo, if let's just go there, let's just say you're right, and, and call. I'm, I apologize, but we coming to you, Eric, code seven zero eight nine zero three, but. Derek, lots of people say what you say, and I never could understand it. I have, I was raised in low-income housing. I suffered a lot economically all my life. And if things don't change, I'll probably die having said that's the one thing I didn't conquer is my finances. I've never had that super rating with the credit. I've never had a million dollars in the bank. I've never drove the cars of my dream. But I can say very clearly what clear-minded, that I am extremely grateful for what I have been blessed to see and witness on this side. I'm not going to question the creator and say, why didn't you make me rich and why didn't you do this? I mean, you can, you can, and that probably is an intelligent thing to do, but I just think we're not grateful as a humanity. It's kind of like Israelites, the most high opens up the Red Sea, these folk walk around, walk out on dry ground, and that's why I believe that story because that's exactly how people act. He opens up a doggone sea for them, and they walk on dry ground, and before they can get across good, they're complaining. I guess what I'm saying is this. To some of your questions, I don't know. Others of your questions, I think you're misunderstanding the Bible. I don't think it was thank a tree you. of wisdom. I don't thank think it was the tree of wisdom. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're a good man, Mr. Smooth. Thank you for telling me you don't know. You're a good man. Takes a big man well, to say I don't know. Yeah, Derek, I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
But I just look at, like I said earlier, my earlier statement, I look at what's in the Bible that I do know. Derek, I have had a lot of encounters with things that's unexplainable. And I know for a fact that book is cannot be ignored. You you cannot afford to get caught up into one or two or three or let's say uh, even 20 things you see in the Bible that's controversial when there's 18,000 things in your face that's clear and accurate and the Bible says you do this, I'll do that. You do this and I'll do that. I'm trying to fulfill my end of the bargain to, to, so I can get the promises that he has given me. I've got a feeling this caller might want to say something to you, so I'm going to take yes, a chance. Yes, mate. To get to your caller. I'm going to hang about on the line, all right? So if you want to afterwards, we can have a chat. So I'll hang all about, right. but yeah, you uh, you you get hold of this other bloke and see what he's got to say, and then if you do well, want to continue you. our talk, then I'll I will hang about on the line. All right, my man. All right, all right. Thank you. And that's probably the best call I have taken from UK. I just really, really welcome brothers and sisters from the UK, uh, only because that's a region of the world. I just don't get many calls from. I get some, but not as many. But let's go to uh, Erico seven zero eight nine zero three. And uh, brother, please give me your name and where you're calling from. This is Art Gabriela, Bonya Howard God, Bonya Sarala, uh, right outside of Chicago. All praise to the Prophet Muhammad. No, I'm just joking. But a uh, serious tale. If I get serious, I'm blessed. How about yourself, man? You've been missing action, man. We don't accept that around these parts. I'm just talking to you. Brother. Brother, I'm telling you, if you knew what I've been going through, you'd just be glad I'm still on the air. What did you think of that previous caller? You had some serious concern there. Well, see, I got a couple uh, impressions. I think he may be agnostic or atheist, but he wasn't that that trying to throw it down your throat time. So so I believe I'm going to try to edify him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is he trying no, to throw down my throat? I thought he was a perfect gentleman. No, I said he wasn't. I said he was not trying to throw his belief oh, down your throat. He was okay, like asking okay, questions. Okay. So I got you. if I he's got you. genuine, I'm gonna try my best to edify. But I got the atheist agnostic impression from him. Not saying he is, he ain't. Basically, I don't think he has no religion. So my point is this: I don't have one either. So. If you read the Bible, it don't talk about no religion, no religion Christ was, none of that. He was talking about, well, the first point I believe he made was uh, that the Most High ordered Joshua to kill certain nations. If he did his research on those nations and the impact of not killing those nations, he would understand the Most High who created all things had a reason. And when he didn't, what happened? Like you said, evil came into, not, well, it was evil already, but when he when we did kill some, it took a few generations for whatever, you know, for the evil, those against the most high to, to build back up. Like uh, Anak, when the king, when, when they didn't kill Anak, it took a few generations later, then, you know, the sons of Amalek came back in existence, right? Well, long story short, if you don't remember, it says in the Bible, the giant Anak, he was the only one that was taken alive. And a couple of princes I remember, uh, something like that. And basically, the Most High told them to kill everybody, but they didn't listen. And this is what happened now. We got the Jewish powers who are the sons of Anak. But uh, long story short, he was told, they were told to kill all the people. Basically, all the take is one angry seed to get told the story of what happened. By human nature, 
you will take revenge upon the ones that kill your father or your brethren. So that's what the father was trying to avoid from his people. So if you want, he don't understand that, that's difficult. And it's probably, a lot of people say, say don't do, thou shalt not kill. It's supposed to say thou shalt not murder. That's an unjustified killing. So second point, I forget. Somebody, he was talking so much. You said some. You said some. Some uh, contradictions in the Bible. I, if yeah. you have any examples, may you please give them to me so I can either clear them up or we'll, you know we can all agree. Because basically, yeah. I want to well, be on one we accord. We're not going to be. Uh, well, well, no, okay. we got to go all of them. I just want to give me one or two of them. Well, let, I can give you an example because uh, a lot of people hold say on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. There's a lot of duplicate chapters in the Bible. In other words, you turn to one book, I turn to another book, and it says word for word for word for word for word exactly the same. There's about seven of them. Duplicates, duplicates, duplicates. So if you got a duplicate chapter, brother, you got a lot. Uh, Gabriel, you got a lot of noise in the background, brother. I don't know why you be, you, you, you always got a lot of noise in the background. But listen, if you turn to this ch- uh, chapter, one of these duplicate chapters, and I turn to another place in the Bible, same chapter. It don't read word for word. Every once in a while, there's a word that's different. Like one time, it mentioned like there was 30,000 horsemen. I mean, every word was, it says, and the king said. And then on the other, in the, on the other chapter, in another book, it says, and the king said. And he went up to Jericho, and he went up to Jericho. And saw three people, and saw three people. It's the exact same chapter in two different parts of the Bible. But in one one thing in particular, the numbers were different. That's a contradiction right there. Right there, so, ma'am. You can't get no if, more contradiction. If you have an example, because basically it can be different stories, similarities with different stories, or like you said, they were exact words. Oh, you don't word, understand. You don't like understand. You don't understand. We'll give it to Moses, then Moses will regurgitate it to the people. So, yeah, it will be similar word because why? One was given the instructions, and the instructions related to the rest. So, yes, there would be a very high similarity. If you want to go there, if you're talking about the first five books, that's what a lot of that was. Now, other what other, saying, other chapters, what other books, Bible, what, I, I didn't see too much of the, what you would call it. What I'm saying, what, what, like what, the, the, the Gospels, and there were four different people point of view. So right. there were different, different stories and different understandings on, on who was saying. Two of them was not even eyewitnesses. Luke and Mark were not eyewitnesses. They were tall friends. So you, if you want to go there, that's why I said anything. People say the Bible was written by everything was written by men. First of all, and, you know, and show me anything that was not written by a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what that said. Every stone was well, was, well, was uh well captain by well, a man. Brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, listen. If it was written by man right then and there, and I hope that uh, I see Derek. He is the cynical Brit in the chat room. I just figured out who he is, but. I can tell my brother Derek this and anybody else listening to you, Brother Gabriel, if man wrote it, because man is flawed, of course you will have contradictions. You ain't got to go no further. If David wrote it, Moses wrote it, Zachariah wrote it, believe me, they're going to contradict because they, I'm going to give you something right now. I want you to listen to this. David says many times, after death, there is no life. Many times. 
David said many times. I know over 13 times he said. In the New Testament, there's all kinds of talk about life after death. That's a contradiction right there. Don't get me started. There are so many things that contradict you no, because you know. No, no. Well, oh, just, just, let, me add, let me try to edify, which means to educate, to build up. So to build you up on that, when David was talking about there's no life after death, yes, you have no thought when you're dying to the day of judgment. So when, when Christ said, the man, basically, people got to get the, uh, man, See, I wish I was great at English. I would have figured out a whole bunch of stuff way faster, but I was good at comprehension. So when it was delivered to me in a proper way, I understood it. So my point is this. When David said, you know, uh, dead dog is not one, David, that was Solomon. But long story short, they knew what they was talking about. But the context of the story, you have to understand that. I can say, yeah, yeah, this is contradictory. Like I was about to give you a story and ask. It says one, 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 one no. says... They heard hold, on, hold, on, hold, hold on a second, Brother Gabriel. Yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, folks, I'm about to get it now. Just, I, just, I just got, thank you, thank you. I just got to remind you that we have 90 seconds now. It's more like 60 seconds. That, uh, those gentlemen, you must call the phone lines because you won't hear me on your computer in one minute. So, again, if you're in the chat room and you want to keep like Brother Derry did earlier, you have to stay on the phone line because the, your computer, that's, that, uh, the audio will go out in 45 seconds, now 40 seconds. So call quickly the phone number on your, uh, right there on your link there. Call that phone number, the uh, area code 760-283-0838, that's 760-283. 0838. All right? It's at the top of the page. Call it quickly, otherwise you will not be able to listen to the rest of the show because it's going to cancel in less than 12, 10, 9. Call, call, call. All right, go ahead, brother. Well, uh, many, many people say contradictions. There may be minor contradictions. Like you were saying, if you take out all the so-called, this didn't happen, I don't believe this, take out the, the lessons that it teach you. It teaches you how to live. Teach you what to look for when, you, when you're going. Basically, like you said, you, you read every book, it don't tell you, but you go to the Bible, it, it breaks down what it is, where it's from, and how to deal with it. Like, uh, well, people, uh, let me say if, you, if you get understanding, like, where the disease is from? Christ came. Satan. Brother Gabriel. Brother Gabriel. Go ahead. Brother Gabriel. Right. One thing you got to do, you can't, you can't chastise us. I mean, the Bible, listen to me. The Bible, there are contradictions in the Bible. But what people need to understand, if they don't already understand better than I do, is that that don't mean that the Father is contradictory. That's what we need to understand. But the Bible, Satan got things he say in the Bible. His words is in the Bible. All kind of stuff is in the Bible. So we can't think that this book is going to be perfectly in sync with everything said from cover to cover. That's foolishness. Not when, not when the people on our planet do what they've done. You know, all these people have come in with these different versions of the Bible. Please, different agendas. Anybody can go get a translation. 
So we can't, that's what we need to keep stressing, that the Father changes not. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And also I, acknowledge, I, I admonish Brother Derek and anybody else listening, when you are looking at the Father, stay a child, stay a son, stay a daughter. I think it's a good idea to ask the Father, Father, why do you shave? Father, why do you wear your pants this way? Father, why do you love Mommy? It's okay to question the Father, so to speak. But when you start saying, you know, I don't know if I want to worship you because you made trees green and apples red, I think we're going a little bit overboard with that. And that's where I, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about me. This is where I have to check my own pride. Who are you to tell me, son, why I shave? You don't even understand shaving yet. Who are you to tell me that apples shouldn't be red? You don't know why they're red yet. So I just admonish all of the listeners, because Brother Derek, he's the 18th million one that have asked this question. Be careful with how we question. We can question and find out why, but we got to remember this is the authority we're talking about. If he wants to wipe out our own nation because they're sinful, then we need to make sure we don't sin to where we will be wiped out. That's the lesson behind that, and not why did you wipe them out. We need to be finding out what we need to do so we won't get wiped out. We're talking about people that sit around. We're talking about a being that sit around, Brother Gabriel, and make people. We're talking about a being that has the ability to make, create people, a being that can sit around and create worlds. This is a powerful, powerful being. He is not to be played with. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. We have to approach this being with the very humble. Again, Brother Gabriel, you got so much noise on your line, it's not funny. I don't want to mute you, but you need to, whatever that noise is, if you can please help us out. But the Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift you up. We're supposed to be humble. Again, please ask questions. Please question your daddy, your father. You should. And if you have the right heart, a humble heart, I think he'll bring people across your path with answers if it don't come up through your own spirit. I do believe that the father welcomes all of our trillions of questions, but we have to come in a humble way because if we're not humble, we're going to start questioning everything like, you shouldn't be shaving your, why are you shaving? You shouldn't be, we don't have, we don't have it like that. Go ahead, Brother Gabriel. Uh, Brother Gabriel. Truly, truly, yeah, there's no problem with asking the Father for understanding, God, what the Bible says, with all your getting and understanding. I mean, Wisdom is the principal thing about you can understand it. And also say in, in the New Testament, asking to the Father, let me see, I'm trying to, I hate to paraphrase, but it's in James, asking to the Father, they give a all thing. You need wisdom, ask the Father. And But the main thing, asking and seeking it, you must know one thing, patience. If you don't have the patience, you will let the answer miss you. You will uh, not allow the answer to come to you. Because when everything is done in... Uh, in due time. Like sometimes you might get an answer before you, the question is even related to you. So 
or you know, like like this is what I got. This is what I got to say, man. If you don't believe in the Bible, that's it, it, you, you really have no no opportunity. Let's question the, the greatest piece of information ever written. So you could say, oh, it was translated three thousand times, but if you look at why King James translated it, you would have did it too if you was in his power. The most I worked on him, worked with him, that's why I was happy. And he did not write it. He had forty seven authors, I mean scholars, Greek and Hebrew scholars, in six groups. Three for the old, two for the new, and one for the pop for those that don't accept it. And I, I got in my Bible, I recently found out that in my Bible, you know, the, in the margins, it got precepts or other chapters, the verses. It shows precepts in the Apocrypha. I'm like, I used to I'm like, what is this at? ECC, L39. I'm thinking Ecclesiastes was only 12 chapters, but when you get in the Apocrypha, it's 40-some chapters. So I learned some every day. But you know what? This is my point here. Many are going to say, this book was written by man. This was, it was translated like this, and this was taken away. Okay, you're right. All those are right. But if you're a true seeker of knowledge and understanding, everything that you want to find out, like, okay, what do they say in Greek? There's something called interlinear scripture analyzer, right? So every scripture was originally written before it was translated, that then they retranslated how it was written, so it's going to sound retarded. But you cannot be confused. Like, oh, this is what King James wanted. He changed this, that, the other. Nah. That's why you, if you're lazy, you can make excuses. Like the woman was saying, I mean the sister, excuse me, was saying earlier, she was quoting Second Timothy verse 2, verse 15, study yourself up to be approved to God, rightly dividing the word of truth. I've skipped out the middle part, but the point is, whatever you're doing, if you want to be a mechanic, you can't just be like, man, I know how to turn a boat. Yeah, you might not have turned a boat, but you don't know what, what boat you need to turn, right? Until you study or can understand it on how a car works. What, what makes a car, you know, tick? So basically the whole point is this. I can come up with, oh, I don't like how this sounds. This don't seem right. Well, you know, through humbleness, like you were saying, that's in Proverbs, before honor is humble, humility. So if you want to honor, you must be humble first. So basically if you want right. to understand, you must right. have patience. So when you got no patience and no no humility, all your what you're gonna get is gonna be a miss. So what you're gonna get is gonna get incomplete, foolish knowledge. Like uh the world is flat. You're gonna accept because somebody a so called scholar that's living today. Okay, they don't mean because they live today is right. That's because they were the last world they was right. What was make them right is what they say come to fruition. With the if you like you were saying, the Bible, they got problems the translation or whatever, but guess what? When it's talking about prophecy and things in that nature, it's not missing. Who missing is the people that want to nitpick on, or oh, something happened 4,000 4, years ago, they were like, these people got killed that I never met, with knowing on the Bible, I'm still here, so why am I worried about them? So uh, what can I benefit from the story? Why did they get killed? What was they doing wrong? Maybe that's what people not to start worrying about. Not what why God why, why kill the people? Why? What do I need to do so I don't be once amongst that, that number of the other ones that they have? That's what I was saying. And, and uh, to, every, to everybody listening to this brother, one thing I, I have against this brother right here, I'm just going to tell him why he's on the line. When Brother Gabriel talk, he sounds very um, judgmental. I don't think he has enough grace when he shares. But I think his heart is is good. 
because uh, I hear him saying, then you ain't understand the Bible. You ain't this, you ain't that. I don't think he mean it like that. So just in case y'all listen, saying, Dad, he dogging out everybody that question. I don't think he dogging out you because you question. I just think he's saying, you know, hey, there it is right in front of you. And to him, he see it, and, 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 and he don't, you know, like he's talking to me and he's saying to me, you know, those those of y'all that don't want to go with the Bible, but you know I want to go with the Bible, but y'all don't know that about him. So I, I'm saying it for you, Brother Gabriel, because I know people saying that brother have no mercy. But let me just say this. I don't think it's a bad thing to question, like I just said. It's not a bad thing to question the Most High. I just think we have become very haughty, and I'm not talking about Brother Derek. I'm talking about a lot of people that are writing books and touring the world, touring throughout the world with these philosophies, and they're talking, to, talking about God like he's some little friend of theirs, like he's some little, you know, uh, I'm not going to call out no names, but a lot of them go on Oprah's show, and they're always questioning. And again, it's not one of the questions, but they always talk about it like God and some more. I had an uncle. It just passed. Peace be upon him. You know, I don't mean no harm to brother, uh, my my uncle Caleb Booker, but he said he made this comment that the God of the Old Testament is a crazy son of a so and so. Now he said, I said, do you believe in the higher power? He said, yeah, I believe in the higher power, but I don't believe in that God. He had the same problem that a lot of people have with all of the killings, go in and kill up all of the family. But I told him, I said, Uncle Bud. You got to look at that whole story. America go in and kills up everybody in Iraq. There is no outcry nowhere like they outcry over God killing up one little nation that, and they didn't have millions and millions of people in their nation. The nation might have been 10,000, and they might have was holy terrorists on the planet. We don't know what those people, they probably was, everything they did was probably vicious and wicked. Because, you know, Israel was not trying to go to war with everybody unless there was a reason. Now, the most I say kill up all these people. I remember one time, one of them raped one of the daughters of Israel. And, you know, they went to war with them. But I'm just saying, oh, there's a lot that the father does that his love, and he has demonstrated, Brother Gabriel, and everybody listening over so many times how much he loved mankind. The fact that our bodies our organs regenerate itself, and it's trying to live forever, just like the Bible said we were made to. We deserve that, folks. None of us deserve to be up here talking about nothing. We've all said something stupid to this higher power. We're not following his concepts and precepts like we're supposed to. None of us deserve to live according to our own belief system. And why do we feel the way with all the questioning to, to, to make fun of and to shoot our thing up to the air and God damn this and cursing and who are we? That's what I'm trying to wrap my brains around. I don't know nobody that had it that well to what you can say to the creator of the planet. The creator of the planet that spoke this thing into being you know, why don't you make trees that way? He's a moron. Who got it like that? I don't care if you're wealthy, you're the president, you're the whatever on this planet. Who have it to where you can say 
as a, a doll to the doll maker, why did you make me this way? To the tire, why did you put me on the left side of the car? This is a powerful being. And if we humble ourselves, we might look at him a little different and be able to see the majesty, the power, who he is. And all of a sudden, we will start beginning to understand a lot of these little things we see. I'm going to say one more thing with that, Brother Gavio comment, and I'm going to try to wrap this show up. Folks, we are loved by this God. If he wanted to wipe us out, evil spirits is possessing some people. They're losing their minds, jumping off bridges. Folks are putting their babies in microwaves. It's all kind of insane things going on our planet. Here we are in our right mind, dialoguing in our right mind, very intellectual, highly intelligent beings. We should be thankful. The Most High is looking out for us even in our foolishness. I know I have done some foolish, foolish things on this planet. I'm grateful to him. If he said tomorrow I'm gonna I'm not gonna protect you and the train gonna squash you, I'm grateful for the time on this planet. Thank you for having a mom, allowing me to have a mom that loved me and, and sisters and brothers and all the fun and the laughter and the health that I've enjoyed up to this moment. Somebody said, Why did a little baby get killed? Why is there hunger in Ethiopia? The Bible says he gave man the authority on the earth. Those babies are going hungry because of greed from the very United States and Europe that we are boasting to live in. Because of our our wealth and our greediness and our fat, other nations go hungry. And then we see them on TV with the flies in their eyes. We start blaming on God. Because of our sin, we open up the door for evil spirits to come in and wreak havoc in our homes, and our kids kill themselves at a young age. And we get cancer because we're polluting the environment with all these ultraviolet, radioactive mess. We try to have all this high technology. We say, why did God give the person cancer? We constantly blame this being, but if he really wanted to get rid of us, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Who are we? Who are we? The question, the little baby that died, oh, they didn't even get to live. Why would God do it? Have you ever thought that other realm calls in the other realm those spiritual wickedness, the evil spirits that the Ephesians 6 talk about, that they didn't come in and take the baby, spirit of death? That when man begins to sin, all these things come upon man. We don't have it like that. We need to humble ourselves, put our face to the carpet, to the floor, and ask for forgiveness and humble ourselves and ask this Father to come into our lives and to start to walk and talk with him and look at him as a Father. Humble ourselves. The second Chronicles 7.14 says it like this. We're talking about Israel. If my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, he said, then will I hear from heaven. If my people, which are called my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and hear their land. That goes to other nations as well. You've got to be humble 
This is not something that I'm going to read the whole Bible three times and see what's up with this God. You won't get one thing out of it because the Bible says it's a mystery. It's only going to be given to those with a good, perfect heart. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Brother God, I'm about to let you jump back in. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you don't have to have perfect actions. You've got to have a perfect heart. King David had a perfect heart, but the man had Bathsheba's wife. Bathsheba's husband killed so he can sleep with Bathsheba. That's an evil deed. But the Bible says he had a perfect heart and that his throne would always be around. So what? You might have had a Bathsheba kill. You might have slept with a Bathsheba. Do you know what sleeping with a Bathsheba means? Means you're going to do all kinds of things to her. Do you know what having a husband meant, kill means? Means you're going to have a man killed. So you're going to be in sexual sins and have a man killed, and the most I says that your heart is perfect? Yes, there's a chance for us to have a perfect heart. That's what I'm striving for, to have a perfect heart. I know my actions are not going to always be where I would like for them to be, but my heart is to stay humble on my knees before this very powerful being and to try to do things to promote his agenda. Go ahead, Brother Gabriel. Well, this is what I got to say for uh, people that say the Bible hard to understand. Two things. Uh, Romans 9 and 4 states that a certain group of people are supposed to be the teachers in the service of the Most High. Psalms 147, 19, and 20 said those people was only given that. Um, secondly, and I'm going back to what the brother was saying, David. I'm going to read three scriptures or three uh, precepts. Oh, another thing. When you learn in the Bible, you can read it like a novel. You get a little bit of understanding. You probably can make it, but to, to teach somebody and to give fullness of what the mystery is, the Bible says, you must take precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here, there, there, little. That's Isaiah chapter 28. Really, you should start at verse 9 and go down to 13, but I just gave you verse 10. This is Second Peter verse one. I mean, chapter one, verse twenty. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. So no prophet wrote down what his thoughts was. As we, if proof is, men from thousands of years time wrote similar, and they all line up when you do the precepts. Verse twenty-one. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men. But holy men of the most aspect as they were moved by the Ruach HaKadosh, or the Holy Spirit. Precept on poem, precept, line upon line. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of the most High and read. Not no one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. <clears throat> precept on precept. Second Timothy verse three. I'm gonna start at uh, I'm gonna start at fifteen. And that from the child thou hast known the scriptures, holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Yeshua. Sixteen. All scriptures given by the inspiration of Ahia is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of Ahia or the Most High or whoever you want to call it may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. People that reject the word 
they don't like correction. They they reproof or you know they, it's not in their spirit. Because in Proverbs says, "Wise men seek of correction." And 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm trying to. Like hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, my brother, but it just sounds like you're a little overboard. It's not like you cr- Listen, the brother that called early, if you're still talking about him, or are you talking about me? No. Yeah. Listen, 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 listen. Just let me just say this. Maybe you're not, but just it just sounds like you're coming like we shouldn't, we don't believe in the Bible. I believe the Bible has contradictions. I can prove it. You said it earlier. It has some small contradictions, small, large, big, wide, long. They're contradictions, and it doesn't reflect the Father. It doesn't reflect the Father. Brother Gabriel, as long as it don't reflect the Father, you really don't have to try to, because what you're doing, if you don't be careful, you're actually lying. If you say no contradiction in the Bible, you're lying. You don't want to lie. Just say the Father is not contradictory, and you're okay with the Father. But you can't protect something that's in your face a lie. The Bible has contradictions. Brother Derek was right. He was on point. There's some concerns of how the Father according to the way we look at things and our infinite knowledge in the United States which is a very decadent society, after a while we're going to be saying homosexuality was wrong and the father shouldn't have destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because we have redefined what right is. I'm just looking for somebody to say that about Sodom and Gomorrah, that the father was wrong for destroying that city because we're so in love with homosexuality, some of us. That's where we are. Definitely not me, but I'm just saying, folks, Brother Gabriel, let's move forward I want you to wrap this up so I can go on and finish out the show, but I want you to understand, don't penalize people for trying to, I think the brother earlier and all these people over the years that have called this show that have had trouble with the Bible, I think they are some of the future leaders of our time. They are some of the future brother, future Gabriels like yourself that's going to be a pillar and strong brother's because they'll be able to talk to the agnostic and the atheist. But if you don't allow them to get past this hurdle, to ask the hard questions, to, to, to sound maybe like they're disrespecting God to some degree, they've got to be honest. Now, if their heart is right, the Father is not offended by them. But if, the, if, they, if they have a haunty heart, like after I said all those things I said earlier, and they still feel like, well, I don't understand this God. Then that's a hard. They not going. They not going ever get it, cause they not right. Those people are the wicked. So go ahead. I want your last words, and we gotta move on. Me personally, I didn't feel like I was pushing nothing on him. I said the the he was asking a question or was making statements, and instead of giving my my words, I gave him the Bible words. He took it as hard. Christ said it out of his own mouth. My feet follow my voice. His voice is the word. Out there, you sound muffled. You sound muffled, man. I don't know why you be moving around on your phone. You sound muffled. I don't know what you just did. Basically, I'm on the same thing. I'm going to say it like this. My point is this. If I'm reading out the scriptures and he take, somebody take that harshly, they don't, they, don't, they don't respect the Bible or the man of the most high. I'm not saying. That's what I got to say. Instead of saying this contradiction, if you don't bring it forth, 
the Bible says, hold your mouth, you're kind of wise. Basically, anything I say is a contradiction. I got to speak upon it. The Bible says, prove all things, hold fast to the good. It doesn't keep saying, this is a contradiction here, contradiction there. Show me the contradiction, and you find out it's a contradiction or not. Because most times people say it's a contradiction, it really ain't. That's what I'm saying. What's small? I mean, when one word is changed. Brother Gabriel. I'm going to wrap it up right here. John okay. 4 22, okay. you worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for, salvation of the Jews, but the outcome of, and now is. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks us to worship God in spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So when I'm giving you the truth, and you, you want to follow a God, whatever, the God of the Bible says you must know him in truth. Check my truth. I try to prove all things. That's all. And for love, brother, do yourself a Google search on the Canaanite and the Edomite God. And it's going to be a, uh, uh, it's going to YHW and another name is Yahoo, like the search engine. And all praise to the most high power, Ahaya, Ahaya, I am that I am. Bashem, in the name, Yeshaya, my salvation, Wawawa, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. The water. All right, this is Brother Gabriel. Um, you know, I know he sounds very much judgmental, and uh, I think that brother, that's just the way he's going to always be. So, I, I, you know, I just try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But like I say, folks, there ain't nothing wrong with asking a question. And there ain't nothing wrong if you see a contradiction and it looks like it's a contradiction and your head is a contradiction to say, huh, that's a contradiction. You take it to somebody else, and as long as your heart is right, and you're trying to get the truth, and you say, brother, this looks like a contradiction, and then when they explain it, it ain't got no substance, you don't see it, then you have to say it's still like a contradiction to me. And you can hold that until somebody come with the truth. If nobody comes with the truth, you're supposed to say in your life, that's a contradiction, because nobody has explained it away. Now, when somebody explained the way, if the brother was able to do that, he mentioned what's the scripture. He did say that to me. I didn't want to go into it. I can, maybe I have a show later when we talk about the contradictions of the Bible. But, I mean, I can name at 20, just, and I, but that's not what this show is supposed to be about tonight. But there's several times where somebody says this, David and Paul ain't the same person. They can't believe the same thing. So David's going to say some things that may not necessarily be what Paul say. That's a contradiction. David and Paul ain't going to say the exact same thing all the time. Paul and Daniel ain't going to say the same thing all the time. Moses and Elijah ain't going to say the same thing all the time. Even Paul changed something he said. He says, you know, if you if a person be a fornicator, don't communicate with him. But then he said, come back and say, wait a minute, I'm changing this. He said, because if, if you didn't communicate with anybody that was a fornicator, you'd have to leave the whole world. Now I'm saying if anybody be a believer and they be a fornicator, don't fellowship with them. And that's Paul contradicting his first. He he said something, then he turned around and changed it. I don't know if you call it a contradiction, he changed it, but I'm just saying, are you kidding me? Man, kind? Are you kidding me? Of course they're not going to agree. And when they don't agree, we call that a contradiction. You got to be careful when you try to defend the Bible to where you are lying and say, ain't no contradiction. Of course there's contradiction. But what we need to be saying is that the Father is one and that he changes not. He is the same as the scripture says. 
yesterday, today, and forever. As a matter of fact, the more we like the Father, the less we have to change. I hate change. I don't know about some of you, but sometimes change is hard. But I got a revelation a long time ago that the Father changes not. The Bible says he is the same yesterday and today forever. If we are like him, if we think like him, we don't have to change. Let me give an example. If we look at homosexuality, the way the father look at it, we'll never change our stand on homosexuality. So we would be the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we looked at food and how to eat properly the way the Bible says it, we would never change our diet yesterday, today, and forever. If we looked at each other the way the Bible say look at it, not as black and white, but look at it, the Bible says we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principal spiritual weakness in high places. If we look at it like the battle is not with mankind, but against spirit and our flesh and all of this, we would never change the way we look at people yesterday, today, and forever. If we looked at sin the way the Father looked at sin and hated it and was disgusted with it like he is, we won't be changing every month about this sin and that sin. Well, you can do that, you can't do that. Don't y'all hate change when you go buy something for 20 years and you have to change? If we, the Bible says it like this. And that uh, same yesterday, today, and forever is Hebrews 13 and 8. Those of you that want these chapter verses. Don't mean because you quote the chapter and verse, you're right. But that's where it talks about uh, being the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what I'm saying, folks, is this. I hate change. You get used to something for 30 years and then somebody says, well, you got to change. Can you imagine somebody's been raised uh, by two men that was homosexual. I'm not picking on homosexuals. I don't mean to anyway. But you're, you're a person, you're a son or a daughter, and you was raised by two men, and all your life you've seen these two men loving each other, you know, in the best way they can. And then you hear that whole relationship was wrong. How are you going to undo that if you find yourself a homosexual? Do you know what it means to try to do something different. I mean, I'm a heterosexual that used to participate in fornication, and it's hard, hard sometimes, even as a married man, to resist those thoughts, for sure when I was a single man. Now, you're telling me that I can't even, it's one thing to say you can't be with a woman that's not your wife, but it's another thing to say you can't even be with a woman, period. That's what we're telling the homosexual community. You can't be with no men no more ever. That change is going to be hard for them brothers, our sisters. I hate change when you have to change like that. Some of them people never change. They just die fighting. But if we become more like the father in the way he sees things, we suffer little change. 
Somebody said, change is good. Yeah, it's good if you're wicked. It's hurt, though. It's good once you finally change, but it's painful. But if you line your life up, and like Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're talking about Romans 12 and 2. For those of y'all that need booked in chapter and verse. Again, because you quote chapter and verse, don't mean you're right. But I'm saying, he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're supposed to be transformed by renewing our minds according to what the scriptures say. And when we do, we see little change. We don't have to change. We don't have to change nothing because everything we believe is lined up with the scriptures. So when the brother asked me earlier, do I think the Bible is the Bible that, this is what I mean. That book has so much truth in it, even though it has these contradictions that man is, I'm sure, behind. I've got to line my life up with that Bible so I won't have to change all the time. Brother Turner and Brother Seth, you got to change. Brother Seth, you got to change this. I know you've been thinking that, but you got to change that. No, you can't eat this. you got to eat that. No, that's not right. You can't vote this way. you got to vote that way. No, you change. you got to change, brother. you got to change. I hate hearing those words because half the time we don't have the energy to change because we're so busy doing what we're doing. It's hard to change. So what if you don't need to change? Because you're already like the Father. When they see you, they see the Father. That's why Christ never changed. I'm telling you, I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, it's closing the show. In closing the show, I submit to every single one of you. First and foremost, I love every single one of y'all. I ain't just saying that. I know you say you don't even love me, but I really genuinely care for every single one of y'all. And one of the reasons I chose to love you is because the Father loves you. If I have issues with you, I got to change. I don't like change. Go to our website. It's on the on the little bulletin there. Go to the website. It's right there, www.5smoothstones.webs.wbs.com. Follow me. Have a reminder, uh, Brother Derek, if you're still listening, Brother Gabriel, I think you already followed this show. Those in the chair room, anybody left in the chair room, I think it's only a few. We had the smallest number in the chair room uh, that I've ever seen. Well, not that I've ever seen, but it was a few. But we had some people on, on the phone lines. We even sometimes we have more on the phone lines in the chair room, but it don't matter. Bottom line is we're reaching thousands with these little shows. And I'm thankful for that. I think the last show we had like 4,000. Show before that, I think it was like 2,000. Show before that, 8,000 listens. So that's pretty good. I just want people to hear, and I hope I tempt you into having a more closer walk with the Most High because God knows I truly, truly value every single one of y'all, and I really, really want all of us to come into a closer walk with the Most High. This is what I've been called to do. I've been called to be a minister of the gospel. The gospel is good news. And it ain't just talking about just about Christ. The whole book is a part of the gospel. And so I try to bring out truths that the most have given me that a lot of you just don't want to talk about. And uh, not because nobody wants to talk about them do I bring them out, but because this is what I believe he has given me, these five answers. I never did 
finish telling y'all the, the questions I asked quickly, quickly, quickly. The other questions I asked, remember the first question I asked was, what's what you use in black men? Father, what's what you use in black men? All these preachers, white preachers too, were saying that God's going to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and last is going to be first. I asked him, why was that? Why was all these ministers saying that? And then the second thing I asked the Father was, what's really going on? I keep hearing about Illuminati, one world governments, uh, wars planned 30 years in advance. You know, I keep hearing all these things. I kept saying, I said, Father, what's really going on? And uh, I'm, right now, I'm, I'm talking fast, but I'm letting you all know what's behind the title, Five Smooth Stones. Five Smooth Stones, Five Answers. Five smooth stones mean five answers to five questions. I asked the Most High five questions at the Southwest Believers Convention in 1988, and he gave me five answers. Those five answers changed my life. I call them five smooth stones, five smooth stones, because they're strong. They're powerful truths that I know that the Most High gave, and that's why I call them smooth, because they, they smooth. They're not rough around the edges. They're smooth truths. But five answers to five questions, and the questions, again, is I keep hearing all these ministers, Father, say that you're going to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. What's with that? That sounds racist to me. So what, you're not going to use a white man if a white man seek you with all their heart? You going? You mean you're going to use a black man over a white man? I just didn't. It, it sounded good because I'm, I'm a so-called black man, which I don't even believe in the concept of black and white. Y'all know how I feel about that, but just so you know what I'm talking about, I'm saying black. But I have problems with all these ministers, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, uh, a lot of people talking about God getting ready to use the black man. I didn't like it. It, it, it just sounded like a trick, like why would God use black men? It just sounds crazy. So I prayed about that. That was one of the questions uh, that ended up causing me to get those five answers that I call five smooth songs. Another question was, what's really going on? I don't trust ABC, CBS and all of these networks, I want to know what's going on, Father. Help me, help me, help me. What's really going on? That was number. That was uh, another question. Another question I asked was, were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, I don't, I don't care what color the holy men of the Bible look. But I just out of curiosity, just like the brother earlier asked on the show, his questions, I asked what color were the Israelites, were they, I know my, know my answer was, what, were there any people in the Bible that looked like me? That's what my specific question was. Was there anybody in the, in the Bible that looked like me? That's question number three. Not in this order, though. This, this is just another question I asked. And then another one I asked was, can I see the world? Can I see the world? I didn't ask to be in the United States. These people are committed to white supremacy. They're committed to racism, and they're not willing to tell me the truth about who I am as a person, as a nation, as a people. Uh, I suspect a lot of these pastors are racist. Father, you know, that was another thing I asked them. Could I see the world? Because I knew if I traveled the world, I would be able to see. And I have traveled the world, not the whole planet, but I've been to 24 countries, and I'm going to go to more countries. But it wasn't the fact that I just went to 24 countries. It's how I went to those 24 countries, the people I met. You can travel to the same 24 countries, but can you have the kind of experiences? You can if the Father's with you. But as the people I met and certain key people with key information, the timing. I mean, I flew into Milan. There was the African guy standing there, and he said, my brother, my brother, I've been waiting on you. I said, sir, you don't know me. I'm sorry. Hey, African guy, I'm not African per se. I know we all come from Africa. But I, I was letting him know, you know, brother, I'm wrong. He says, no, I've been waiting for you. I said, sir, you do not know me. 
I'm from, you know, I live in Ohio. I'm from Texas. You do not know me. He says, and he, we start talking. And I told him when I was there, I was there to research melanin and, and, and albinoism. I was going to a country called, uh, an area of uh, Italy called Albino or Albino Italy, outside Bergamo. And so he says, I know where that place is. I want to take you. My brother, I tell you, I was here waiting for you. I finally got the message after I left that that brother was sent there to help me. And he showed me all around. He was the one that understood that language. I didn't understand that language. Had I not met that guy, I would not be able to have the success I had in Albino, Italy. It's not that I went to 24 countries. It's how I went into Milan and was able to navigate with that African brother that come from the nowhere, standing there waiting on me like I'm some celebrity. He's just uh, just one name. I knew I, I, I just uh, don't get me started with the people and how I got to see the places I've seen. Anyway, so I asked the father, "Can I see other countries?" And then I said, "Can I understand the Book of Revelations?" I don't trust these end-time prophets on TV. I don't trust these men. Most of them are white, and they have little I, – I don't think they care for our people, Father, because I began to experience racism from 87 to 88. I saw a lot of racism in the church, so I gave up on trusting a lot of these white ministers. Now, I know a lot of them love the most. I know way more than I know. But I experienced a lot of racism from 1987 to 88 in the church, and I recognize that racism is not outside the church. Racism starts probably inside the church. The world gets its off from the church. If the church don't allow it, I mean, a lot of our world is structured really indirectly by the church. It's a whole other conversation. But anyway, folks, wrapping the show up. The five answers to those questions. What is what you're using a black man with never before? What is with that? What is with uh, what's really going on in our world? Is there blacks in the Bible? Uh, can I, can you show me uh, uh, what revelation? Can you reveal revel, the book of Revelation to me? Can I know it? Why I have to trust them? And can I travel the world again? Not in those orders. The answers that the Father gave me, ironically. Even in my travels, some of those answers was on tr- in my travels is amazing. So I have for the last two and a half years on blogs and conversations all over the world with different people via emails, texts, videos, pictures. I've been sharing this five smooth stone for over two and a half years. So that's what. Five Smooth Stones is all about. So, folks, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Stay tuned. Get a reminder sent directly to your cell phone, directly to your email. If you like the show, comment. That's another thing. Some of y'all never commented. Go into this site, Blog Talk Radio, where I have my shows, and comment. Tell me. We don't ask for no money or nothing. We're not getting nothing from you. Just comment. Encourage your brother or sister that may have listened to the show or that's contemplating listening to the show. All right? Go to the website. Join the website. We ain't asking you for nothing. Join the website. Enjoy the videos, the pictures. I have pictures of me all over the world doing the very thing, doing the research that I've been tell, talking about. Because one, one of the things I did when I traveled, I looked for Israelites on a lot of the trips. So, anyway, 
going to leave it with a song. You guys know I always like to leave with a bang and, and share songs that really have meaning. Check this song out. And, y'all, don't be offended by words like Lord and Jesus. You know, on this show, we still say that. I don't, but a lot of the songs I play might say it. And I'm not apologizing for them. These people, this is where they're at, and and all of us come from that. And I'm not too good to say, you know, uh, Jesus. I think the Father knew exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about no white man from Europe. I'm not talking about some fictitious nothing. Well, I know what they try to do with creating the letter J and all that. I understand, but when these old mothers and sisters and brothers and pastors call on that name, y'all need to quit tripping. They're not calling on some Europeans created. They may be ignorantly using the wrong name, but you need to understand this is a heart thing. This is not about whether or not you're pronouncing it right. Some of y'all learn these little words and, you're still learning. You're still going to be mispronouncing stuff for the rest of your life because a lot of this stuff we don't even know. You're trusting a whole lot of these same people to tell you what the proper name is anyway. Your heart has to be right, not the pronunciation. The father going to be somewhere saying, no, that's not right. Pronounce it again. No, he's the, the, the A is silent. No, no, what kind of father would that be? That's child abuse. We have to trust these people. And they not, again, I don't trust, I don't trust a lot of these ministers. I definitely don't trust the local church, for real. Yes, you can go there. I'm not, not, not saying don't go there, not be a member, but you only can go so far. You better have your ear to connect to the Holy Spirit and not to your pastor. You listen to that man of God because he has wisdom and he can direct you from here to there, but there's most of these ministers, you only can go so far, and you will technically, spiritually starve to death if you stay in a lot of these churches. Go to them, yes, the Bible said we're not supposed to be an island unto ourselves. None of y'all got any business in the island unto yourself, sitting up, creating all these philosophies by yourself. You're supposed to be connected with a, other, another body. And I don't mean just any old few friends of yours that won't check you. I'm talking about people that you can be accountable to. We are required as believers to have that network set up so people can tell you about yourself. If they can't tell you about yourself because they have scared of you, you will never grow. You stay the same. You might know a lot. You might know a lot. You might know a lot, but the Bible says that Satan is able to deceive the very elite of us. Who's elite? Who's the elite of the elite on our planet? Is that you? Then you can be fooled by them, by them, evil spirits. How great you are, how sharp you are. We've got to be and this goes out to me as well, because I'm going to be honest with y'all. Right now, that's a challenge. That's something that's a challenge for me right now. So I don't just talk down to nobody on this blog. A lot of the stuff I say is for me. But just because I'm working on it don't mean I can't have a show on it. So we got to be accountable, one to each other. Uh, Christ never sent them out in one. They always send out in twos. Sometimes it can be as few as two, but it definitely helps if you have even more that you're accountable to. So anyway, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go uh, stay tuned. I'll give them emails or texts sent to your phone. As far as the next show, I'm going to try to have one tomorrow, but don't hold it against me. I'm not, I can't give you 100%, but I'm going to try. I think I'm going to have off tomorrow. I don't know if I'm checking my job, but if I'm off tomorrow, I'll try to do another show, and it'll be an exciting one. So Brother Gabriel and, and, and then Brother Derek and everybody else is still hanging around the phone lines on the chat room. Please, please, please tune in tomorrow. Uh, or better yet, just get a sense of your cell phone. And so if you get the reminder, of course, that means uh, we're on the air. 
So anyway, shalom to Israel, scattered out the four corners. You know, I say like you, O calm Emmanuel, and ransom capt- uh, captive Israel, scattered throughout the four corners, undergoing some of the worst treatment in the world. But remember, he did say a remnant would be salvaged. Are you a part of that remnant? You got to have a perfect heart. Then say perfect ways, perfect heart. Here's Juanita Bynum. She's saying forever grateful. This is a wonderful song for those that have been haughty in spirit, you know, been a little bit too rough on the most high, trying to tell him how to run his planet. You know, this is a, a song that will humble you. I like this song. Again, you know, she may say Christ or Jesus. I don't know. I know one Juanita Bynum says that. But get the spirit behind it. I mean, that's what the Father's all about now anyway, spirit and truth. He is not stuck on Old Testament schoolmaster stuff. You know, the Bible says that the law was given as a schoolmaster. Don't get me started. It's all about be worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Because if Israel would have did that, we would not be in the situation we're in right now. So ain't about feast days and all these laws folks trying to come up with just to make themselves look good. It's about worshiping him, and it may mean keeping those as well. Like I tell folks, when you follow the Most High, actually it's more laws than what Israel had in the Old Testament. Some of the laws they had in the Old Testament don't relate to us at all. But there's new laws that they didn't have. There's things facing us now that they didn't have back then. So we got to follow the Holy Spirit. Got to follow the Holy Spirit, folks. Got to follow the Spirit. The letter killeth, but the Spirit make it, uh, give it light. The letter killeth, but the Spirit give it light. We need life. Here's what we need about them. Good night. Call forever grateful. You did not wait for me to draw nigh to you, but you clothed yourself in frail humanity. You did not wait for me to cry out to you, but you let me your voice calling me Wait for me. Lord, me.
Why don't you 